Welcome, welcome back, welcome back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode ninety-five of the PNB Podcast. It's your boy, in Truth, back at you again with a special edition episode dropping tomorrow, Friday. How's everyone doing today? I'm here with D Blunt, sincerely, C Danny, and Keechi Luciano. D Blunt, let me know how you feeling, man. Nah, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm tired. C- I'm tired. In a whole lot of ways, I'll get into it more. But right now, that's just it. That's it. Big facts. See, Danny, how you feeling? I'm feeling like a black woman in America. Yep. I'm feeling like a black woman in America. I can't define how that feels. Mm-mm. Whether it is a sense of pride, a sense of disappointment, a sense of frustration, a sense of hopefulness. I like. I don't. I can't put my finger on exactly what it is. But I'm a black woman in America. Period. Period. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. We'll get into it. Hey, Geechee, how you feeling, man? I uh, mean, I'm feeling as good as I can, man, despite the circumstances outside. Um, I'm I'm safe. I'm healthy. Um, you know, obviously staying vigilant, definitely you know, never, not making sure to um, stay reverent and remember those who are, you know, on the front lines protesting and those who have um, lost their life throughout this time, especially um, when we see a surge of police brutality and so on and so forth. Um, during the protest, I'm not even talking about before that, but I'm doing as good as I can, man. You know. All right. Well, like I said before, I'm 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 here. You know, I'm I'm doing all right. But you know, for this special edition episode, um, we really wanted to highlight currently what's going on. You know, we had we last week. I feel like we danced around the topic, but we knew we would have to come back to it and really give it the respect and the the time. Um, that it deserves in terms of discussing the real problems. We pride ourselves here on authentic communicate, uh, authentic topics and communication. Um, so today we're going to discuss racism and the current protests and the, the current state of America. So um, I'll, I'll shoot it back over to Geechee since I, I called on you last. Like, what do you, what do you think about the uh, the celebrities' responses um, at this point in time? Um, so overall, to be honest with you, I think that there's been some real good um, discussion. I, I like the fact that I've been seeing some celebrities. I, I, to be honest with you, the majority of celebrities that I would consider, um, you know, respectful or whatever, and I've seen them be active, retweet and repost. And LeBron has really been on the forefront of making sure that he get, he doesn't just shut up and dribble. He gets his messages out. Um, you got people like Taraji P. Henson, who's given out uh, free um, she's her foundation is is offering her their services for free um, therapy throughout all of this. Um, I've seen tons and tons of basketball players and athletes on and so forth, you know, post and repost. So it's it's definitely great to see that. Uh, but at the same time, man, you kind of just got to take a step back and kind of pull out your notepad and start taking notes because there has been a lot of black celebrities. And when I talk about celebrities, I'm not talking about the black ones because the white ones they are who they are. But the black ones, there's been some that have been completely silent through this. There's some that have said some complete buffoonery. Um, and what I would like to see is that everyone that has said something stupid or something that you don't agree with, to make sure that you unfollow, you don't support. Um, if they're not supporting us now, we shouldn't be supporting them when all these, when the heavy protests are over. Um, I think a lot of, you know, we, we, have, we live in a weird country where we like look at celebrities like they're gods and that they're the smartest people in the room. And a lot of folks have been showing us that they're not. Um, the list is long. I'm sure we're going to get into it shortly. But once again, just to answer your original question, overall, I I am glad to see uh, celebrities that I respect put their money where their mouth is and really been speaking up. But 
there's a there's a long list of those that I definitely want to make sure that I don't support. I've unfollowed a bunch of celebrities, not a bunch, but some of the folks that I did follow, I, I have um, unfollowed them, and I don't see myself ever hitting that follow button again. Well, I I, I, I want to kick it over to see Danny D. Blunt. You know, what are your takes on celebrities' responses? What what do you expect from them? And um, like, who have you unfollowed, followed, or who would you commend for their responses? And and I guess this can, could include companies as well. Um, it's interesting because I, I feel like we've talked about it before, whether on air or off air, there is a level of responsibility, whether you deem it a thing or not. There's a level of responsibility as a public figure as a obviously as a company that has people around the world specifically in our country um patronize your specific business um or watch your network or whatever the case may be um you have a responsibility and um a due diligence to make sure that you speak up or speak on um things that are going on in the world especially when they are affecting those people who are either patronizing your business, watching your network, supporting your cause, listening to your music, watching your television show, watching you play a game. Like there is a level of responsibility that you have to speak up when things are wrong. Um, There are a lot of times that, um, you know, people feel like they are not, especially when it comes to the whole like role model thing, that they are not responsible for being a role model for X, Y, and Z. But at the same time, your platform provides you with that. Um, And that's just kind of one of the things that comes along with it. One person that I have to shout out and I will forever shout out um, merely because as seemingly, I don't even know how to explain. It may not sound the way that people expect it to, it may not come off as this really eloquently Polished, delivered yeah. thing, but Belcalise, Cardi B, whatever Going her last name off. is, it's like, I, I can't even think of her last name. But the point is, I love the fact, and this is from the very beginning. It had nothing to do with this particular situation um, or this state of our um you know, of our country, it's always been a conversation that she's had um, about things that are going on, about policies, about politics, about all things that relate to, um, you know, us, Um, whether it is, um, you know, her specific, um, you know, group of, I mean, she's an Afro-Latina or whatever. So like, there are, there are things that she has to speak to and she's chosen to do so in a manner that is one that is of of truth and is genuine is authentic and it's not laced with something that um or words verbiage that her manager gave her or her publicist gave her this is truly coming from the heart and she's speaking from a place that um again is true genuine and authentic and i appreciate that um when we think about companies and stuff like that it's funny i um, commented on a post of um, this woman that I really love. Um, shout out to um, Leslie Antonoff. Um, she is a mommy blogger, influencer. She has a cooking show through um, Issa's production company, Issa Ray's production company. Um, and she was just kind of speaking to the fact that there are a lot of companies who have just all of a sudden kind of come out of the woodwork to say something. But mm-hmm. it was a situation where 
prior to that, they said nothing. And they were, we've dealt with inequality, injustice, um, uh, marginalization, like all kinds of different things that we've dealt with and they've never said anything. And now that it is seemingly become something that everybody is doing, it almost seems like you're just kind of jumping on the bandwagon as opposed to really speaking up because that gen- that's genuinely how, genuinely how you feel. Um, it's not a situation where you're doing it because you understand the issue that's going on. Um, I, I have... I think it's really one of those situations where these companies don't want to get canceled and they don't want to look bad and they don't want to come off as, um, you know, being on the wrong side of the coin. Um, and so they speak up, but it's literally to save face in my opinion. Um, and so I think, I mean, that's completely frustrating and I see it and I understand it. And there are certain companies that I have to like literally go through and determine who I'm going to support and who I'm not. Um, one company that I will forever support, and I may get fat from doing it, but it's Ben and Jerry's because Ben and Jerry's oh, don't Jerry's. play. Okay, and they're they're consistent. Mm-hmm. They are, and that's the thing too. It's not because of this specific incident. They are always talking about speaking up for all of those different things. So that it, yeah, that's kind of where I am with it right now. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't really know how I feel. <laughs> you know, props to those who are the celebrities that are speaking out and using their platform now, I guess. Cool. Um, I do want to like say something about like John Boyega, who like mm-hmm. has been shitted on in his own industry for being so um, vocal about, about, you know, he's British. So like mm-hmm. the way that he looks at being black is a little different because he's not necessarily here in America, but he is at rallies for black Americans right now. Yeah. And speaking for us and, and all those kinds of things. And he's pretty much just like, fuck the money, fuck my career. Like, this is more important than that. So, I mean, there are people that, you know, I think the weekend, like, donated like 500K. That's fucking phenomenal. That's great. Like, that, you know, I, you love to see it. But also, like, at least with, like, I guess with Cardi B, like, she just instantly like she was there it wasn't like Mm -hmm. she waited for Mm -hmm. she didn't wait for permission she Mm -hmm. felt how she felt and she was like look let me put this out here Mm -hmm. and I mean as far as like all these companies are concerned look the company that I uh work for put out the most fucking vague vapid tone-deaf bullshit that I've ever fucking seen in my life and I dare say that like honestly like the whole thing can burn to the ground for all I fucking care because I've had issues like as a black woman within the company and I've, I've made a lot of complaints about it and I've like gone to, you know, like managers and shit like that about it. And I've essentially just like been ignored and still had to suffer through microaggressions and all those kinds of things. So, um, but then I found out they have a civil suit against them for some of that. So, um, we'll see how that goes, but Mm -hmm. either way, like, it's just, it's just a fucked up time. Like it, I don't want to sit here and speculate about who actually means it and who actually doesn't because like honestly what you know what doesn't come out now will come out later um mm-hmm. once all this hopefully kind of like starts to i don't want to say plateau and and well maybe just plateau plateau now like plateau at the height and then you know be able to be a little more calmer but honestly like if as long as they're opening up their purses why, why the fuck do i care mm-hmm. like if y'all are putting the money forward to these things then sure you can be all the talk that you want to be but the money is what's going to actually speak for you because it's going to be going to these places 
to give the people who actually will put forth these resources into these community communities. So like, obviously it's a double-edged sword and I just, I, I have a hard time feeling like caring one way or the other because it's always been like that. And it's always going to be like that. But I do stand for those who have been consistently on the right side of things. Like, cause there are companies and there are celebrities who have always been singing the same note. They don't change it just for the sake of being canceled. Mm-hmm. I think, what I enjoy watching is what I enjoy watching is like the companies that are coming to the party late, like, and those are the ones you really got to take note of. And I know, and I understand that, you know, PR, press, communications, you know, a lot of organizations, there's a process. Like, you can't even if you're sitting at the top of the food chain, like, you can't just rush and put a message out. Like, it has to be vetted, and you know, words have to be picked out and placed in the proper sentence, and to make sure that the message is clear. But even so, like when you if you're just putting out a message today after all this shit been going on, bro, like you ain't, you shouldn't have just put mm-hmm. it out. You know what I mean? If you're afraid of being canceled, we're still gonna right. cancel you because you fucking a hundred years right. late. You know what I mean? Like if if the if your company's values aren't centered in equality and making your community a better place as you make money off of us, then we shouldn't be fucking right. supporting you. Point blank, period. You know what I mean? Like y'all both y'all said, Ben and Jerry said, been very consistent in their messaging, and some of some people may not know that. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm glad that, you know, when they put out their messages, there were people like y'all and people in the comments of the actual post saying like, yo, they have been like this. Like you could check years ago when they put out a message about this or when they stood up for this, um, this, uh, found, um, this issue or whatever. Like it's, it's definitely cool to see that. I hope those organizations, you know, those are the ones that kind of rise to the top, whereas the ones that are just not putting our message, not putting our message at all, we, we take a note of that. Because I think ultimately it's on us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're the ones that spend the most money. And we as in Black people, we spend the most money. We're the, the largest consumers. So when this shit is all said and done, let's let's make sure we keep that same energy. And those companies that did not put out a message or put out one that's way too late or put out, like you said, someone that's vague or doesn't. I mean, I saw one, like, I saw some shit go out from, I forget, I forget who it was. But I mean, it was such a, like, it, it was like a statement that didn't even say shit. Like, if you're going to put out a message now, don't say, like, yo, you know, we're hoping everybody's staying safe and and as we work through this, as we work through this tough time. Man, say it for what it is. You know what, what I, I mean? Don't put out a message just being so vague about it. You don't right. need that shit. Because well, to me, that means you're standing by what the fuck is going on if you're not going to specifically call out why people feel the way they and, do. And another thing that I, that I would love to see, which I feel like, because to me, words are words. And you can say you feel a specific way about the way the things are happening and what's happening and different things like that. But to me, at this point, because it has been this long standing decade upon decade long issue that we've been dealing with. If if now is the time for you to come and speak up and do something different, what is your plan of action? What is going to be something that is different? If you know for a fact as a company, as a business, as a corporation, whatever the case may be, if you know that on your staff, you barely have any black person there to even speak up to to advocate for to be the person that is the go-to team or whatever the case may be if you don't even have that at least put forth an effort to say that that is something that is going to be done that is going to be implemented how are you but like you said it's even then it's late. yeah it's too late like if you if you're if you are not able to read your right. own room <laughs> how are like, you even you're already playing yeah you're already playing but, from behind like there's no there's no reason to be sitting in the office right, where everybody looks like right. it's, it's, you know what I mean like that is completely unacceptable even though it's common right. it's, but it's unacceptable it's kinda, and how do you it's not it's kind of like I don't know how to put it into words it's it's. I just feel trapped 
I've, I've been sitting here trying to figure out what I'm going to say, making sure I don't get canceled, making sure I say it in a way that like doesn't make me come off as angry, but like the word that just keeps coming to me is trap. For me, businesses make business decisions. And just like what Caitlin was saying earlier, like, cool, you're sending all these emails, you're sending out all these tweets, you're, you're, you're sending out, you know, all, all the newsletters and newspapers and, and emails, whatever. But what I, the, the point I want to make, and I'm continuing to make it throughout this podcast, is that George Floyd's story is not new. We, we as Black people have dealt with this story for centuries now. Like, it, th this story is legitimately not new. And I, and I don't want to take away from the movement. I don't want to take away from any of that. But I definitely have in the back of my mind, like, damn, what if they're just doing it like everybody else, just like what everybody else does it for, the clout. They see that Donald Trump is president. His approval rates are at all time low. No one likes him, you know. So it's cool. It's cool now to support the movement. I've literally seen individuals, and shout out to B Downs. Uh, I think it's B Downs Twelve on Instagram. I've literally seen her tweet companies to ask them when they will post or publish a public statement about what's going on outside and they'll re they literally respond back to her on that post in their comments saying hey we're getting to it soon it'll be posted soon the fact that not only during this period but like periods before black people have to reach out to tell you that something is wrong mm -hmm. when you see you you see it you see it you see what's going on. There, there is no way in hell you can ignore what's going on. There is no way in hell. And I'm, I'm not trying to sit here and blame everybody. But look, there is no way in hell you can sit down as a person and not see what the fuck is going on. Every year, every month, every so often, another black person, not just black man, another black person is killed. By the police, by racist white people, by whomever. And then what happened? Person gets arrested. If something that. happens. If if that. But I, 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 I'm going to bring it up early. Freddie Gray. All six cops. All of them weren't white. All six cops got off. All six of them. Mm -hmm. They murdered the nigga in the back of the van. All six cops. So I know we're pushing for, I mean, this is going to make the conversation go left, but I know we're, I know we're pushing for the police officers to get arrested, but I'm sitting here like, damn, you know, I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. Like I've seen this shit happen before, you know, black man gets killed. Cops get arrested. Michael Vick has done more time for killing fucking dogs than police officers have done for killing black men. I seen a I seen a tweet earlier and it was like, yo, don't forget Philando Castillo. And like it's crazy because this shit happens so often. Like sometimes you forget about names and like the names get buried. 
and then they posted a picture of the, of the cop that shot him. And he and I remember he he didn't serve any time for like he he got found out. They didn't even arrest the people Damn. for Breonna Taylor yet. Mm-mm. She, she was sleep. Still, she was sleep in her house with her boyfriend. But that, sleep. You know, you want to know what's crazy about that, bro? They said that okay, they, they went into the wrong house and they made a mistake. So you're gonna tell me that if they went to the house of the person they were looking for, they were gonna shoot them up? Like it's okay to just bust into people's house and shoot? Like that makes absolutely no sense to me. You know what I mean? Like you have to be absolutely like she was a perfect model citizen, bro. She was a EMS worker. Not only was did she work EMS, EMS but she was like uh, EMT. Ain't that the same thing? Emergency. I don't know. Bro. EMS, EMT. Anyway. I never heard of EMS. It's the only reason I said it. <laughs> yeah, My bad. Go ahead. It depends. It, dep- it depends on where you live at. It's the same same exact thing. Either way, she was accoladed. Like she had awards. So she like when I'm talking about like the model fucking citizen, model first responder, her. Absolutely perfect. And we're still waiting for. But her doesn't even. So what does it fucking matter though? Like you don't have to be a model citizen to not get killed. Right. No, no, I, I, I know what you're. I know no, no, what you're that's saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What saying but yeah, like, I also yeah. don't want that to be like the takeaway from that. Like just because she was a model citizen. What? I don't just. I don't want it to be just because she was a model citizen that that she didn't deserve that. That's that's yeah. it. No, no, no. What no? What I'm saying is that. Even when somebody is a model citizen, they well, still don't care. Well, that's what I'm saying. Care. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying we're saying the same thing. I'm just saying I don't want it to be that to be like the takeaway for like listeners. It, 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 yeah, like you're right. It doesn't matter. Like, of course she was. You're and a that's, fucking person, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it like, matters that she was a good person, but it also doesn't matter to like yeah when you're getting killed and what bed. happened. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's just wild to me because like I mean you know talking about these celebrities and look people tweet shit all day you know. I always say, even me, you know, I I may tweet shit and and my delivery may be off or whatever. But when you when you live, when you when you live like how you live, like Drew Brees, for example, right? Um, Drew Brees, his his whole success is based off of black people. Like he hands the ball off, he throws to black men, and then to say what you say, to say what you said about disrespecting the American flag and, and all that hoopla about his grandfather and shit. That's cat, bro. Like, that's cat. We know. It's, it's beyond you know, the bigger picture. Yeah, we, 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 we know black people went and fought in both world wars and came back and didn't have rights in their own country. So, so what is you saying? They didn't even have the choice. Like, and, and that's, I'm going to just keep saying it. Like, the whole system's fucked up. The whole system is fucked up. And that's what bothers me because people are acting like this shit is brand new. This shit ain't brand new to me. This shit ain't brand new to me. Like, like, fuck it. Like I always say on every episode, I'm from Baltimore. I grew up in inner city Baltimore. Like, this shit happens every fucking day. Every day. Like, Baltimore used to have walking patrols with police officers. And I'm not making this a thing of people versus police brutality because that's not what this is. It's People versus racism. Mm-hmm. I, I always want to make that dis- distinction and correct people. Because when you make it about police brutality, then other people, other non-Black people can include themselves. And that is not what this is. This is systematic racism. This is my brother sitting on the porch when police officers are doing walking patrols in my neighborhood. My brother's sitting on the porch and police officers are yelling at him, telling him to get in the house. He's sitting on the porch. 
of your home. Of of our home. And you're telling someone just because of a fucking curfew. And this wasn't due to no protests or anything. Baltimore had curfews because the streets were unsafe. You know, over 300 murders every year, whatever. But my brother's literally sitting on the porch, minding his own goddamn business. And you're yelling at him to get in the house. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that type of reality is is foreign to white people. It's foreign to white people. Like when it's just it's just all these little things you have to think about turning the light off when you're driving, not having a light on when you're driving, you know, making sure when you walk into stores and malls, you don't have hoods on. Just just little things when you travel, making sure that, oh, the first thing you ask is to say to black people. It's just it's just uh, there's so there's so many levels to it. And that's why, like, even now. Stuff happens. Some another black man gets killed. I'm not surprised, cause cause when the last black guy got killed, same thing happened. Mm-hmm. When the last black guy got killed before that, same thing happened. And every time these things happen, a lot of promises are made. We go to politicians, we go to our lawmakers, we trust in the American system. But the American system is is rooted. And racism. It was built on racism. It was developed on it wasn't it wasn't developed for us. We weren't included in the development of the system. They created a fucking history month to include us in history, which we made. On the sh- <laughs> in the shortest month of the year. Yes. <laughs> like like they, they literally had to please us by giving us Black History Month, man. No, like, it I, wasn't about pleasing us. It was about shutting us up. Appease, yeah, appeasing. That, yeah. That's what I'm sorry. Appeasing. Like, literally, oh, okay, you, you want to... You want recognition? Here, 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 you, here you go. Here you go. Here here you go. It's only 28 days anyway. Look, Sometimes so I, 29. Sometimes I got, I, got quick, I got a quick question for y'all, and then we'll, we can get into the next topic. When, was, when do y'all remember the first time you realized that the Underground Railroad wasn't actually a railroad? Hmm? Mm. Um, I think I never thought that it was. I know. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. I Maybe when I was like because a, of the child, child, like a little. My dad, like a little kid, but. nah. My dad was the like he was he was a practicing Muslim for like a short period of time, so he's very big on like all black. Like he was that guy. Like he was like right. he was Muslim. We like celebrate if we celebrated anything. It was Kwanzaa. It was the every dad going like a part of that. Like that was just him, and he like tried very hard to an extent to drill me with all of those different things so it wasn't a situation where like i ever nah it won't know choo-choo train situation it was what it was you know okay. what i mean it's giving me the, the real deal but what i will say is in terms of acknowledging like the first time i experienced or recognized that like me being black was an issue um because i grew up in prince george's county where it is black. it's black like yes. like i legit like that's all i knew and it was it was very like i always knew obviously you study you learn you hear from i hear from my dad that like there are issues between black people and white people and there there's always been the struggle in this issue but it was never in my immediate proximity um again because to be quite honest any white person 
person that is not black that was attending my school, that was in the grocery store, that was driving in the car beside me, either did not live there or they were in the minority and I was the majority, like we were the majority. So that was, you know, was always a thing. But I do remember um, one time um, going on a trip and we were out of town and um, the like the timeshare place or whatever, like little resort thing. We were on like a family vacation type thing and um, had like this kids like activity club place where we could go and like participate in different things and whatever. So I had met this girl, she was white and she was like doing, like we were doing some kind of like hand game or something like that. And there was some, for some odd reason, she told me that I couldn't play the game because my hand I think it was like the game where you put your hands out and then you have to like slap the top of the person's hand Mm -hmm. and they were like well something about if your hands don't turn red then you're like if your hands turn red then you're out or something like that and she was like well you're too dark for your like your hands won't turn red because you're too dark to be able to like see and tell that your hands are red and I'm like first like first of all thinking about it now this I'm not even that dark first of all which doesn't even matter right but the simple fact like that was the moment because you were darker than her that exactly and i mean it seems very elementary it seems very simple and like childlike but i may have been nine and that was the first time that i realized okay like thankfully i can go back home to my all black everything but at the same time, okay, I understand that, like, what my dad said is absolutely true. Right. Another time was when um, I was actually in college, and I realized that I walked into my job, and it was the night, um, or maybe the night after um, election night with um, for oh, the Obama year. Um, I guess that was, what, 2012? I walked into work. And all of my white coworkers were like, did you vote today? Did you vote? Did you vote? I was like, yeah. Oh, so you voted for Obama? Now, granted, (laughs) as a Black person, first of all, it doesn't even matter who I voted for. But you assume that, you know, I I voted for the Black candidate, which, again, and if I did, (laughs) so what? But of course, but of course, (laughs) I being the petty person that I was, I walked in and said, no, I voted green. I said, I voted for the Green Party. They were like, what? Really? I say, yeah. Yeah, I, I did that. But it, I mean, it's just one of them situations where like, why, like these little slide, like it may not be overt. Micro, microaggressions. Absolutely. Yeah. Only to come to find out that my supervisor um, rode around with the Confederate flag oh. sticker on the back of her pickup truck. Oh. Um, I heard her on several occasions when I was getting ready to leave. And graduate college, I was headed to New York, and I overheard her having a conversation with another manager, which had absolutely nothing to do with her. It was none of her business to share any of my business. But she said, yeah, Caitlin's going to New York. I don't know what she plans on doing out there. Ain't nothing going to happen for her. She's not going to make it. She's not going to da 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 And I don't, whether it was just because it was me or if it was because I was Black, the simple fact that all the, all the puzzle pieces lined up, sis, and it yeah. had absolutely everything to do with who I was and what skin color I was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those were kind of the, the couple of moments that I remember. Do y'all have any moments where, like, y'all first realized? I was so fortunate. Like, and I, I address this as part of my privilege and not even necessarily of me being biracial or whatever, but I was raised in a military family. We lived on military bases 
pretty much my whole life until I moved to Northern Virginia. And if y'all are familiar with the military, there's a lot of people from everywhere. Like it's not just, it's not just like white people and then like a speckle of, of black folk and, you know, other minorities. There are a lot of different people in, in the army specifically. That was what my dad was. So like growing up on military bases, it was always just a whole bunch of different people. It was never like I was the one black kid in class or um, I never seen like a certain type of person like at some point in my life. Like it was always very just diverse. So in that regard, I didn't face a lot of that, like or at least not knowingly. Like I I know my dad did like in in different spaces, but he did his best to protect his kids from that. Um, But I didn't really I didn't really actually come into contact with like an outside world perspective until I was a teenager, because literally until I was 14 years old, from the time I was born, I lived on bases that had just so much diversity and so many different kinds of people that nobody was going out of their way (laughs) to be racist towards me. Um, And it wasn't until high school until you realize like, oh, like this is, but I also then fortunately live here in Northern Virginia. And I went to Garfield High School, which it's fucking one of the most diverse schools that I think at, in this county specifically, but probably honestly, I would say in this area, there's just so many different types of people. So even there, like, of course, there are still microaggressions and, the, you know, the, all the kids are kind of segregated in their own weird ways and that kind of thing. But like, I really was a fortunate, a fortunate child and not having to deal with a lot of that stuff. It wasn't until I became an adult that things kind of got a little, a little more sketchy. And it that, you know, then it's like, applied stereotypes like I'm a single mom and I've been a single mom my whole adult life so it's just those type of things and people see you and and that you know they see you with small small kids who are also black blah blah blah, and that kind of leads to different kinds of interactions um but like I can say like with my whole chest like I did not have a lot of those rough experiences as a child and I'm grateful for that because you know I wouldn't wish that upon anybody but I also have always been able to be in diverse spaces so like that's that's a different perspective that I have and I'm I'm extremely grateful for it. But shit's still fucked up. So <laughs> who knows at this rate? Yeah, I w- I would say for me, you know, like I, I always want to put this out first. Like thank God for my parents just teach me how to move. Um the first time where I actually remember dealing with something, I I my dad's old high school, my dad used to always take me and my brother over to the uh, football games and the wrestling matches because he used to wrestle over at Polytechnic High School in West Baltimore. Um, so we were at a football game, me and my brother. I was probably age three or four at the time. My brother was around nine, eight or nine years old. And they, beside the bleachers, there was a small field and they used to have like the big wrestling mats over there. So during the football game, you know, kids, we don't watch. You can't, you don't have the attention span for a football game. So you go play. With me and my brother, we'd go jump on the mats and do flips and stuff like that. And I just remember, you know, this one game, my brother and I were over there. And, you know, like I said, shout out to my parents, shout out to my older brother for the guidance. But um, this white kid literally just came up and pushed the shit out. <laughs> literally just came up, pushed the shit out. And he's like, you don't belong on this mat. And my brother literally stepped to him. <laughs> And if it wasn't for my dad, because my dad always teaches us, like, don't fight. Like, a- as a Black person, as a Black man, like, you can't allow yourself to get pushed out of bounds by someone else. 
because at that point you're putting yourself at more danger than you are uh, benefit or than you are benefiting yourself. So th- that's my my dad has instilled that in us so much that it's made me so strong in terms of just response, like knowing knowing how to move at that early age, and then. So when there became other times and you know, playing sports is, is one of the worst because hell most through my first couple of years, I was playing on majority black teams. And then around like 11, 12, I'm playing on majority white, like white teams. And then it, it switched back to majority black teams. It don't matter who's on your team or what on that court. You're people say whatever to you, <laughs> nigga. You know, they 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 say whatever. You you ten years old calling me a nigga and we hooping to get each other. How the fuck you expect me not to get mad at you? I'm gonna throw an elbow. Mm-hmm. I'm they they always used to say I played so aggressive, but I played angry. Like people would just say shit. And at the time I didn't think it, it affected me because I just used it and channeled it in a way. You know, I remember even when I got to high school, I used to go to the library six o'clock in the morning and study, you know, just so you know, I could be ready for, for school in the morning. And, and this particular time, you know, this white boy had came in there for a couple of weeks and he was sitting from, he'd pick on me and stuff like that. And I just would ignore him. And then one time he, he slapped my books and just so happened that this, it, it, I thank God for it. My friend was there. He slapped my books and then he was like, what you going to do about it, nigga? I got up. I literally started walking towards him. my friend just grabbed me. He was like, and it was black, another black guy. He was like, look, no, like, it's not worth it. You're, 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 you can't allow him to get you out of bounds like that because it will ruin you more than it will ruin him. Hmm. So all those experiences, that's age three on up. Like you're just, you have to deal with it and learn how to maneuver and move. That's why I tell people, you gotta, you gotta just know how to move. You have to know how to move, especially as a black man, because not only when you go outside are you targeted, but you can be targeted in your own home. Mm. No, at no point are you safe. So you just have to learn how to move. You have to learn how to be a chameleon amongst everyone. Which, which is unfortunate. Which is everybody unfortunate. else. <laughs> and, and you can't be because you're black. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's so hard to have these conversations with people because like, like I said, company sends out the email. I sent the email back. I was like, look, it's not my responsibility to educate white people about racism anymore. You know it's an issue. Martin Luther King got shot. Y'all quote Martin Luther King. And why? <laughs> if you really believe in what he said, then we wouldn't be here. But the fact of the matter is, is that it has to come from them. They have to have the conversations within their community, because if I were to go to their community, they're they're staring at me. Hell, if I go out to Harper County, Maryland, I'm going straight to my aunt's house. I'm not I, I'm not even chilling outside because white people be like, hmm, new niggers in the neighborhood. Where, where are they going? Who are they? And they just you can see them. They all come out and kind of like sit around and act like they're having conversations. But in reality, they just saying what you're doing. Oh, we, we know he don't live here. We, who, who is this? And it's, that's consistent every day. So you just, you take your book bag, you take your shit and you just move. Me, I've, I've always been in a place where I'm the only black person in the room, whether it's in school and, and, and my honors classes or whether it's at work, 
and you gotta you have to maneuver you have to deal you because at at the times where I'm there I just don't have the resources around me to fight and and that's a that's a part of the struggle like having the resources to be able to say all right how can I overcome this I'm I'm in the rooms where they're actually making decisions and guess what it's a majority vote how am I supposed to win they look around the room they say hey vote for majority bro like this don't make sense my voice mm-hmm. my voice will never be heard so it, it's I don't even know how to put it, man. That this, like I said, I'm gonna keep making the point. The system is so designed to oppress black people that, like, at this point in time, everybody keeps asking me, "Well, what are we to do?" And I'm like, eradicate evil. I don't. I I I I've chosen not to choose evil. So the only way to kill that God don't like evil. Neither should I. So I figure out how to eradicate evil the best way I can, and then go from there. I, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I say for me, my first encounter it was actually when we first moved to Woodbridge. So you know, I grew up in Alexandria. Um, I was around all black and Spanish people my whole life, and even when we moved to Woodbridge, it was pretty much the same way. All my neighborhoods were either all black and Spanish. I didn't really have any white people around, but I remember this was probably literally the second day when we lived out there. We were at a red light. I think I told this story in the podcast before. It was at a red light. It was in the summertime. I remember, like, I had the windows down, and I remember my parents used to get me those. Um, those highlight magazines mm-hmm. or whatever, like the little reading jump. So I remember I had it in the back seat. I was looking at it, and I remember I hear this loud pickup truck just coming from a distance. And I remember I, like, I still went to school in Alexandria, even though we lived in Woodbridge. So you know we we're going back and forth. I used to tell my friends like, "Yo, my parents they moved me out to the country, dog. Like I don't know where I'm at. It's all these like white people on the roads and blah blah blah." And I and I never forget they pulled up, and I remember like the. I don't even remember the type of car my dad had at the time, but I remember it was low to the ground because whatever they had, it was just like towering over top of some big ass fucking typical pickup truck. And I remember them niggas was like, yo, the who? Uh, and it was like, oh, look at them niggas right there. And I remember my mom said, my mom said, yo, don't say nothing to him. And I remember like, I remember I looked over and I seen the, it was like the dude driving and I seen a nigga actually was in the back of the, the bed, the, in the truck part. And I remember they just pulled off and it was still a red light. And even then, like, when I processed it, I looked back at it, like, now I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. them niggas was cowards. And that's what racists are. They're absolute cowards. You saw these videos of all these fucking, fucking white people walking through the streets of Philadelphia with bats talking about they patrolling the street. Yo, y'all do that shit in y'all neighborhoods. They're not doing mm-hmm. that shit in black neighborhoods. Like, th- they're cowards. And that's what racism is. They're absolutely cowards. They're looking for an excuse to figure out a way that, you know, they, they're in the position that they are in, in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then as you get older... You know, you learn how to kind of combat that. Same thing with Dave, man. I'm always the only black person in the room, literally. Like, I, I say it all the time. To this day, I have never worked with another mm-hmm. black man. Like, I've never worked with another black man in my whole entire career, in my professional career. Like, after, like after, once I stopped doing security and all that shit, because, of course, all black people <laughs> in security around DCD, we always be black. We'll always be black. But outside of that, once I started getting into get what I do now, literally always the black person. I remember... Um, this was this was early in my career, man. This was probably back in like 2000, maybe 2014. So I was maybe like what 22, 23 at the time, 23, 24 at the time. I um I remember I was sitting at my desk and in this particular office, they were like the open, you had your own queue, but it was like open space. So you just had like your little wall and people walked like worked on the other side of the wall from you. And I remember it was early in the morning I had got in that day and I was sitting on my laptop. I had literally just got there, so I was like logging into my laptop. There was this old white ass dude that I worked with. He was a retired secret service agent. They had brought him in to do like some, like some, uh, some speed work. 
And I remember he, I heard him and I heard his voice and I, like I heard his voice come around the backside of the cubes and he sat in the cube that was next to me. Next to me was this old, other older white guy. Heard him chopping it up, you know, talking about coffee, a little shit like that. And then he started getting into his little funny time. He was, he thought he was a funny guy. And uh, I remember I heard him say, you know what they used to call the CNN, CNN back in the day? And then the other white guy was like, no, I don't know. He was like the communist news network. And he was like, oh, you know, the, you know, white people laugh. He was like, yeah, you know what they used to call NBC? And he was like, no, what? And he was like, the, and he tried to whisper it, but he didn't whisper. He was like the Negro broadcasting mm-hmm. channel. And I remember <laughs> I heard that shit. I stood up. I was like, yeah, I, I, I was like, yeah, I bet you ain't realize I was sitting right here, right? Yo, his face got so red, like so red. Like he didn't even seem to say nothing. He just got red and walked mm-hmm. off. And then I was, at that time, I was thinking, I was like, man, I could go off. I could snap. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to handle this shit professionally. Got the emails rolling, dog. They fired them. They fired mm-hmm. him that day. Like, I remember they came in, security came, they collected his stuff, and they let him go. You know what I mean? And I and I will always continue to do that. Like, if you want to be that way in a professional setting, guess what? I'm not going to, like Dayton said, I'm not going to lose my time because the minute I do, I become that guy. I'm going to fight that shit professionally. And every single time that there's a, I feel that there's some sort of microaggressions like y'all been talking about, I find a way to fight that. There was a white lady that, that uh, used to try to, she used to try to boss me around, bro. Like, I, I, I supported the overall team, but particularly, she would ask me to do shit like print this for her and bring down copies to my desk and i noticed that she was only doing that to me so my manager at the time was a black woman and i told her, i was like yo such and such man i'm not liking the energy that she's been deli- sending my way like i feel like she's specifically calling me out to do this little bitch shit and i'm not i'm not doing none of that no more she was like okay you feel that way cool let's handle it handle that drink with the quickness that lady did not speak to me ever again she didn't ask me for no favor she didn't even look my way and I'm going to continue to fight that. Like, every single time I feel that there's some type of energy that I know you're not directing towards anybody but me because of the way I look, I'm going to fight that shit professionally every single time. My, um, you know, and then, like, Dayton was talking about, I remember just growing up, we'd go to the mall and stuff. Pentagon was good for this. Landmark Mall was good for this, too, man. I remember just being a kid. Like, my mom would leave me at, like, Sears and play the little uh, PlayStation jump when it was, when they used to have the displays. And, like, you know, the, the store workers would come around and, and, and watch it. I remember my mom, yeah, she used to, I used to buy Tommy, I was a Tommy Hilfiger kid growing up. So we used to go to Hex and Landmark Mall all the time and she would get me Tommy Hilfiger down. I remember just being in the store and they would try to, they would like follow us around. I remember one time my mom confronted the lady for doing it. And I think that was like the very last time we shopped in there because she was being extra with it. And it was quite obvious why you were following us around, man. So these are just the things that we continue to battle. I was talking about on Facebook the other day, man. Every single day I think about how I don't see change coming no time soon. Like my sister just had my nephew and I'm just afraid that we're, he's going to, I'm not even afraid because it's a reality at this point. He's going to grow up in a world that looks very similar to the world that we're currently living in. And that shit is heartbreaking and, and it's, it's disheartening because for people that are raising kids or people that plan to have children, you know, thinking about the fact that they're going to have to turn on TV and see innocent black men and black women die at the hands of police. And I know earlier we were talking about a racism thing, but even when you just look at the system of police, like police were started to catch slaves. Mm-hmm. That was their original intent. Mm-hmm. To this day, they're still catching black people. They don't care about you. And, and on the police side, bro, it, I seen a tweet. It was like, yo, we need to have black police departments. I'm like, man, we do. Yeah. Baltimore yeah. is a majority black police that's, department. That, still they're law, that's because Atlanta, they're law, they're, Atlanta, that's because they're majority, law enforcement. And what does that tell you? The law is designed to oppress black people, period. 
Absolutely. You subscribe to this system, regardless of what you look like, you subscribe to a system of oppression. The original intent was oppression. So I don't care what you look like. Once you decide that that's what you want to align your, your beliefs to, you're always going to be on the, on the opposite. End. And there's, there's definitely good cops. You know, there's ones that try to be fair and all that shit. But at the end of the day, if you decide to put on that badge every single day, you know what you're signing up for. You know the system that you're aligning to. So I'm, I'm tired of this whole, you know, one bad apple shit. I don't, I don't believe in that anymore. I don't believe in that because if you know about what's going on, if you know about what's going on with the people that you work to work next to every single day, you're just as bad. You're condoning that shit. Period. I don't care if you say, well, you know, I, I try to treat everybody fairly, but guess what? Your partner isn't. Mm -hmm. And if your partner isn't and you sit there and do nothing about it, you're okay yeah. with it. And that's just a factor that matters that's to me. Word. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Big word. Big word. You know yeah. Like, and, it, and, it's and it's unfortunate that it has to be like that because obviously, you know, there are times where we could need the police. You know what I'm saying? But like and me and Dayton were talking the other day, man. I'm not even don't what you call it the niggas for now. You know, we I was just watching a video the other day, man. There were some looters that came to try to steal some stuff out of a store in LA. Bro, the, the, the news camera just happened to be there and she was flagging mm -hmm. out the police like, yo, they're they're trying to get into their store. Yo, the cops pulled up and threw the owners of the store against the wall and put them in handcuffs. Mm -hmm. Didn't ask black. no questions. Mm -hmm. The news the news reporter is trying to say, yo, it's not them. It's the people across the street. They're the owners. And the police are literally barking orders at her, like, yo, shut up. One at a time. I can't hear you. It's like, fam, what are y'all doing? Like, why, why is this the way that y'all go about conducting business? Like, there's no profession in this world, literally no profession in this world where you can go into work and fuck up mm -hmm. and go home with a job on a consistent basis. The guy that the guy that had his knee on George Floyd's neck was involved mm -hmm. in like three police shootings. He had like fucking he, he, he worked with George Floyd. He worked. They, he worked they did say man. that they you may not have like, actually known each other. They worked for the same place, but ne didn't necessarily know each other. So just well, the owner, the owner, the owner did say that they probably did because the owner said that they used to call in George on yeah. urban nights, and that that cop worked overnight. So more than likely, their cross did pass. Their, their uh, uh, pass did cross. But either way, either way. When you are working a professional job and you continue Absolutely. to mess up and mess up and mess up and you continue to get slaps on the wrist, you're okay with that. And that's the system. Because they didn't mess up. Right and, and look, I, I'll say this. I got a cousin. She, she's a police officer. Her mom was a police is, is a police officer or maybe retired as well. Um, so, I, you know, I do get the stories from her. You know, I, I texted her and checking on her. She's been working literally every day um, in Washington, D.C. for the past week or so. Um, and it's hard. She even says it's hard, you know, having to deal with white people yelling at her, screaming Black Lives Matter. And she's a black woman. <laughs> and and for, for her, she, she knows what's right and wrong. She doesn't represent those other, those other cops. You know what I mean? And for me, it's, it's hard because Black people, we need police the most. Without law, without order, white people, if white people can kill us with the law, imagine what it would be like without the law. They outnumber us. In the United States, they outnumber us. If they, if they can kill us and get off with the law, then imagine what it's like without the law, without law enforcement, without some type of protection. 
and that's and that's goes back to the point that I was that I was making earlier. Like, even when you hear some of the deaths, like when I say perfect, I'm talking about like, you know, the first thing they do when a black person dies at the hands of police, they say, Oh, this nigga was on drugs. Or he owes child support. Oh, child support. oh, he he was arrested. He was arrested 10 times in his career. Like they make it seem as though like because you may have like this strike on your on your record that well it was inevitable or he might have deserved it or well you know he was going to fight the police anyway so what i was saying is that when we have these cases where these are upstanding human beings human, period. like human beings upstanding citizens citizens in their community and they still make mm. excuses like that's how i know the system is flawed because they will still make excuses and they will still sit back and do absolutely nothing when these people are literally living their lives and contributing they're not taking away from this society whatsoever. They were trying to say, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They were trying to say George Floyd still don't got give COVID, a fuck. too, re- recently. Man, they said this nigga had COVID. Like, <laughs> when I heard that, bro, I, I, I mean, I've, I've been done with it for quite some time. But when I heard that, I was like, Sam, y'all are literally reaching for anything because that is what the system says. The system has to make excuses for why these people um, do what they do to I, us. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. I was just... um. I was, I was gonna say something that what you were saying, Dathan, about would you say your aunt was a police officer, your cousin, 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 and and aunt then I guess if that was her mom. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just wanted to to like touch on that because I do think that like obviously she joined she joined the police force for you know a good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand like the irony of white people yelling "Black Lives Matter" at her. <sighs> um, and you know the whole thing of 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 being a police officer is you you're gonna have to take the hits you know what i mean because mm-hmm. those people and i'm not saying that she still is going through the same mental trauma that that we are as as the black community mm-hmm. and i don't want to sound like an asshole but like she could find a different job you know in this day and age it sounds shitty but honestly like i don't care i don't i wanted the i want the police force defunded completely i want police pulled out of schools I want police to be as obsolete as they possibly can. Why are we the only country that our police officers have weapons? Why? (laughs) Why? You go to London, you go to fucking New Zealand, you go to, you know, pretty much anywhere in Europe, you go to Japan. None of those niggas have guns. And I understand we have the Second Amendment and all of that kind of stuff. But the thing is, is most of these people who are being killed, at least, you know, black folk are fucking unarmed. So like wow. the way that I look at it, sorry, the way that I look yeah, at it sorry. is that police to me, like police are the enemy regardless. Like black, white, Hispanic, like all of that. Like I don't trust any of them because just as great of a cop as your cousin can be, there are dozens that are not. And kind of the same thing that Renee was see- saying, like, and, and this doesn't apply to her, but it's just it's something that you just can't dis- you can't discount. Like a lot of these cops, and I had to explain this to my mom. That a lot of these cops, yes, they may not be the bad cops, but them being complicit and standing by and not doing what they can do is is a wild concept. And I say that all to say, like, I tried to be a police officer. I fucking hate police. The background of my phone has literally said fuck the police for the last three years of my life. But I tried to be a police officer because I told myself, I was like, hey, you know, as a black woman, maybe I should just try to join, you know, I, I'm a model citizen. I don't have like, I've never been arrested. I've never like, I've never had any real issues with the law. Let me try to, to do something about it and try to make an impact in the way that I can, which I'm sure that's what her intent was, your cousin's intent. And then, you know, what happened? They saw that I was a black woman and they completely discredited me and they didn't even let me get through. 
there's no reason in the world that a 20, I was maybe like 26, 26 year old, completely healthy, completely mentally stable woman should not have at least gotten to a point to try to become a police officer. There's absolutely no reason for it, except for a couple speeding tickets. That shit don't make no sense, <laughs> but which I paid. Um, but it's just one of those things where like, they, they only let in a few, a few people here and there, in my opinion, they, it's like, it's like meeting that status quo. Yeah. And unfortunately I, 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 I group your cousin in that because I feel yeah. like they just, you know, of course, maybe it's generational and maybe that's also kind of like, not, I don't want to say nepotism cause that's intense for that. But like, since her mother was one, maybe it was a little, you know, a little easier for her to then become one as well. But at the end of the day, like, not saying about her specifically, but what the fuck are all these cops doing if this is consist- consistently happening, not just in, in, in inner cities or shit like that? Why is that happening in, in Prince William County? Like, why is bullshit like, the, like that happening here? Or Fairfax County, has, you know, like, people are still dying. I don't know about anybody dying in Prince William County, but I do know that racial profiling is a thing and that I've been subjected to it on multiple times now by police that are here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I will. I will. And, and that goes into what I didn't. I was not going to but I was just going to add on to Danica's point. Like to me, we know, we absolutely know about the killings, but for me, it's even much larger than that. It's mm-hmm. just the overall treatment. You know what I mean? On a day to day basis, people are being beaten by the police. Like I was just watching the joint, bro. They were saying that it was there was a in New York last night. There was a a guy on a bike. I don't know if y'all saw it. He was a guy on a bike, fam. And they just ran down on him with batons and started whooping his ass because he was out there after curfew. Come to find out the dude was an essential worker. Like, why is it okay that I can just be walking and when y'all are good and ready, you can run down on me and do whatever and then go home. And then go home like nothing, like it was okay. Like, it's it's the actual system itself. It's the everyday treatment. It's the racial profiling. It's the, the, you know, there was Carlos Miller. He started a tweet and he was saying some bullshit time he got pulled over. And everybody was just adding on to like the like different interactions that they it's had. Wild. Police, all of us, all of us have a story. All of us had a story. Like I remember, we was just in when, when I was in school. It's funny, a fucking horse cop pulled us over because we was we was going down to Shackle Bottom. But at that point, they had it wasn't as uh, it wasn't VCU when we first got there. It wasn't as flipped as it was now. So there was still a lot of white old white money, old white people in the area. And I remember the niggas was like, Nah, y'all, y'all, nah, y'all, go back to where y'all came from, type shit. You know what I'm saying? People that used to go down to mm-hmm. uh, go down to the river, Caitlin. Uh, what's the name of that joke? Um, Jack, go down to the mm-hmm. James. You remember you had to walk through that neighborhood mm-hmm. with Confederate flags all down there, John. Don't mm-hmm. walk back to campus too late yeah. that evening because them niggas gonna be out there. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just the whole system of how police interact with people. Like, I, and I hear Danica what you're saying about abol- abolishing the police. And for me, it ain't. It's not necessarily to that degree, but I do think that there's things that need to happen, right? Besides just an update to all training and policy across the board, I am very, I'm like a strong believer that if you police my community, you mm. need to be of the community. You cannot come to my neighborhood when you choose to and harass people and say that you're enforcing any laws if you don't mm-hmm. put your head down right mm-hmm. up the block. Like it just does not work for me. Like you have to be there. You need to be out on the streets. What I like about my neighborhood is that I have a rec center by me and the police officers, man, they be out on foot patrol. They be on their bikes. They just be in the park. And I never, to be honest with you, I don't really see them harassing the kids. Like the kids is out, even during curfew. Like I was outside of curfew. Niggas is all around here out in curfew. And they didn't really, wasn't really running through harassing people from what I saw. You know what I mean? Like 
you'll see the police out on the, on the park just posted up on a bench, even talking to the kids, playing with the kids. Like, I appreciate seeing that because you have to build that trust. And fortunately, MPD, I believe, I, I don't know the demographics, but I believe it's, if not, at least 50% is very close to 50% black. And I'd like to see that. If, this is, if you live in a black city, the demographics need to match. White people should not be patrolling black neighborhoods that they never lived in, they didn't go to school in, they have no vested interest in actually saying become a safe or better community yeah. in. Why the mm. fuck are you here? Mm-hmm. Why are you here? I was talking to my man last night on Twitter and they were saying like, yo, police officers, they do it because it's a good job. No, I'm like, they don't. Them niggas don't make that much money. Let's mm. keep it real. You know what I'm saying? They, they nor did they, right, they, they receive any because you all beat them. We all cut each other. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, that's fine. Um, work on, on Zoom. But it's hard. I, mean, stuff, I was yeah. just going off that the point of them not really making that much money, nor did they receive the amount of training. I think everybody talks about it or has been talking about it now that, absolutely, like, they only more time in law school than you do in like training for the police academy. You spend more time in cosmetology school than you do to train for the police academy. I think the thing too, Mm -hmm. just kind of going back to, um, you know, policing your community, um, it's understanding that to be quite honest, what the police should be is a a, a sort of community. Yeah, I mean, that also just when you're thinking about like, it's customer service. It should be a a resource. You are serving the community. It is not about it's not about control. Because you know what's crazy? The the majority of their calls are customer service calls. Like, despite what we think, then every call, most of the time, is just a little shit. Yo, somebody exactly. parked in front of my driveway. Don't pull up because driveway. somebody is Yo, parked in my um, driveway with a daggone baton ready to shoot. But somebody. also, why are these it's, people not calling the non-emergency lines? Those exist. Yeah. Y'all gotta it's, stop it's calling Stop calling for, for emergencies when they're, shit, they're fucking not emergencies. You, uh, you want to know why? You want to know why? Because from the time we entered, so I've, training, so I've, I've, never, I've never called the police in my life. So they've been, they've been training. start today. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying that's, is that anytime we had, anytime yeah, we kid, maybe like it was an emergency, dial now. That's all we've been trained is dial now. So, where you're right. There's so there, there's, there's so much to it, this, so. this conversation. You know, each of you have made great points. Like I, I agree with Danica. Like, you know, I wish I could do away with the police. You know, I, I agree with Renee as well. Like. Being that we do have police, it needs to have, it needs to be representative of the community. And I think, you know, I hope, I don't trust every black person, but I, like, like my cousins, <laughs> like my cousins and, and, and other point. police officers that I know, like, that is their mission to, to at least protect and serve their community that they grew up in. I mean, she still polices in Southeast DC. Mm-hmm. Her brother's a firefighter in Southeast DC. Like, they grew up there. You know, and then they in turn turn around and and try to serve as much as possible. But the once again, you know, the main issue here is the racism. You know, it, you can take away all the black police officers, and that won't change a damn thing. Mm-hmm. You can you can you can take away the guns from police officers. George Floyd didn't get killed with a gun. He got killed on 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 camera with a knee on his neck, nine minutes slow. Like, yeah. It's no no matter how no matter what the the method is, we're still hunted, we're still killed, and that's that's the sickening point. It's like, like like you were saying, the the system is designed in a way they go they go there for six weeks and train. You give somebody a gun, and then the system turns around. And it's designed in a way where the criminal justice system right now 
in the United States, black people make up like something like less than 15% of the population. But yet black people outnumber every other race in the jail jail system five to one. Like that, that, that for every one black person, for every one white person, mm-hmm. there's five niggas in jail. <laughs> like that to me, for every one Hispanic person, there's five niggas in jail. Did you? That is why I saw. I was watching the news yeah. earlier, and there was a a stat of uh, nationwide black murders. Um, and I, they didn't specify like by law enforcement, but I feel like it was kind of implied. Um, is twenty four percent of the nation, it, uh, which are... black like so 24 percent oh, oh. of black folk nationwide are killed by. I think it was law enforcement. So that's one out of one out of four Every people four. is being yeah. killed. And I think, you know, yeah. obviously then they broke it up into different states and stuff like that. I think Georgia was like 49% crazy shit. So like I get completely what you're saying. And I and like it, it just it's it's, it's, it's it's you feel trapped. It's just something's gotta give, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like legit. Like that's what I'm saying. You feel trapped because you don't what what is there to do? You 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 try to defeat it from the inside, right? You try to get more of your people on the inside and become cops, or you you completely back away from it. But it's like, Danica, what do you do? <laughs> you tell I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I ain't got, the, and this is why, like, <laughs> I, I we can continue this because I think we're gonna go to an ad in a minute. But like, I just wanted to say, like, I know I can be very anti-police, and in turn, I think sometimes that is coded in like aggression towards all like i don't want to see black police like be harassed you know but at the same time that same black cop could turn around and still be a right. cop that kills me that, and that's, that's and that right there is the dilemma like and uh, you know obviously you have context with like your your family yeah. like you know you know their intentions however that's not that's not the reality of everybody like i know very few black cops at all hmm. Most of the slave catchers back in the day when they started the police system were black. Mm, that was the intent. Crazy. That was the intent. Crazy. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's, let's let's run this ad. Yeah, let's take, so a, let's take can... a quick break for this ad. <laughs> All right, man, we back from break. Had a little potty break. Thanks for staying with us for the first half. <laughs> Nigga, what? Potty break. Potty break. Like, <laughs> did y'all not go to the potty? No. <laughs> I got food. So, so niggas that go to the potty here? I went to the restroom, bro. Not I no think you went to the potty, dog. Your childish ass. <laughs> anyway, we gotta we gotta keep the show rolling, man. What do you want to get into next? I say I say we 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 start going line by line on these celebrities, man. <sighs> right, Can we not do all of them? Because I feel like all of them are not relevant. <laughs> I, no, I, I, it's some relevant niggas hi- on this list. Just, Desi just, Banks, first thing I'm highlighted, highlighted a couple, but nah, we, definitely, we definitely want to get into these protests and then everything else that we've seen on social media, all the crazy shit. I want all of that. Desi but go Banks, ahead. Dog. Desi Banks. You know, and, I, and I feel horrible because I'll be sending niggas Desi Banks videos all day. That was the first thing, thing a, that I said. I was saying a thing. I hey, let me say you something. Let me tell you something. I, let me say, I unfollowed that nigga so quick with, when he posted that MAGA meme. So for those who are actually everybody that should be listening to this probably do know Desi Banks went up there talking about the whole protest, talking about he don't agree and he want he want change, but he don't think that this is the way that it should be done. 
And as people are commenting and trying to let him know, like, yo, you might want to fall back from this issue, bro. Like, you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you have your good name fucked up. And he sure did because he doubled down and he ended up posting the world famous MAGA meme where on top they have Martin Luther King and <laughs> everybody. Because I said this on Twitter earlier. I was like, man, it's like, it's like racist, racist people be having, MAGA people be having like Martin Luther King quotes like just saved in their phone because that's the first thing they always go to. They always go to, well, Martin didn't want this. And Martin Luther King's daughter came out. I was like, fam, y'all wouldn't know what my dad wanted. You know what I'm Martin, saying? But Martin Luther King believed in violence, but his 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 band, his camp did not. They say he had to push nonviolence. Exactly. Just for the people. Exactly. But nonetheless, he posted the, the Bloody Sunday meme that they always love to post, where at the top it says, This is not what looting is. And I'm sorry, this is not what protesting is. And then at and at the bottom is this is what protesting is with Martin Luther King and the folks going across. Um, the bridge on Bloody Sunday, and people are like, "Fam, you, like you need to delete that because five minutes after that picture, everybody got their ass whooped. There was dogs that were sick on them. They were sprayed by hoses. They were beat. I think somebody like multiple bludgeoned. People, yeah, bludgeoned. That's a good word. Um, but once he didn't delete it, he doubled down, and eventually he actually posted a video on his Instagram, basically trying to apologize for. It. But at that point, it was too late. He lost five. He lost five hundred thousand followers on Twitter in like the matter of an hour. It was because gone. how how are you a black man that capitalizes on being a black man and mm-hmm. like this this hood regard? How hood niggas be when they support my uh, Donald Trump? Right, right. and then you want to sit here and then post some bullshit like that? And I think like, most. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say my take on this. Like everybody, like looting's not the way, destruction's not the way. Are you the fuck out there, bro? No, shut up. Just shut I up. want I want niggas to loot in in their communities. That's what I want to see. Honestly, because I get tired of people. I, I grew up in the city. I get tired of people. It's oh, we it's, know. it's 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 weird. I I get tired of people coming to the city and fucking pro- protesting and looting. Like, oh, that's what they're doing now. Yeah, but, we, we get into but that, that, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you come to the city where majority of black people live, and you protest and motherfucking loot. But bro, like, the racist people are where you live. <laughs> and your community, you're you're coming from your racist community to tell us about racism when it's happening in your community. Do it in your own community because guess what happens? Guess what happens when you leave? The police retaliate against who? Well, yeah, they're not they're not coming to tell y'all about racism. They're just coming to do what white people do, and that's be destructive. White people have looted and fucked up shit since the beginning of the time. They've always raped. They've always stolen. They've always pillaged. So when they come down to the city to join this this actual fight against racism their their duty is just to come down and break shit that's what they that's what they want hey, to do hey bro i was i saw this video on twitter this lady in baltimore they were protesting outside the baltimore city hall i'm all for it great two young white men were standing next to this black lady they were pushing the barricade like you said uh the baltimore police force is a majority african-american black majority black right these, these two white protesters literally were shaking the barricade, trying to push it over. This black woman and then her, I guess her son behind her, were screaming at the top of their lungs at the two younger white men, telling them, stop, do not, do not, do not knock over the barricade. It's only going to incite violence. Stop. Literally stop. No one was doing anything. Peaceful protests. No one was doing anything. And they kept trying to push over the fence. My mother. Yo. The, the white dude turned around to her and said, what are you doing? I'm trying to fight police brutality. What are you doing? And she was like, stop. They are not going to target you. 
they're going to target me and him, my son. They are not going to target you if something goes down. And that nigga, that white boy looked at her and said, it doesn't matter. They're going to kill you anyway. That's fucking despicable. But that's the mens- that's the mentality, though. But man. let I, me like- tell y'all, let me tell y'all, like, I have been out there now two different nights. I was there on Sunday night, and then I was there on Tuesday night. Fortunately, I was not there on Monday when they completely rushed, Which completely was- peaceful fucking protesters. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. So Sunday night was fucking wild. I got there around, like, 8.30. And this is, like, the you know, there was, like, a curfew, all that type of shit. Ah, fuck a curfew. But let me tell you, like, and I'm not saying that in this space, like, this is, the looting, I think, is predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Also, it depends on the neighborhoods. It depends on the resources that are lacking, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like, in Minneapolis, when they looted that fucking Target, bruh, we're amidst a, a, a fucking pandemic. I don't know why people are skipping that over that. I, I have no idea why that is. People are completely skipping over the fact that we, people don't have shit. People are out of work. Exactly. We are, we are out of work. We are out of resources. What do you expect that's going fuck, fuck these companies. Mm-hmm. Like I, and I, I tweeted this shit the other day and I meant it with my whole heart. Yes, I do not want these small businesses to be fucked up, destro- destroyed, looted, any of that. But it's showbiz, sis. That's it. Like, if you're there and shit is around, people are getting destructive because they're fucking angry. On Sunday, I watched an entire building. I was right by St. John's. Mm-hmm. I watched them set that shit on fire. Mm-hmm. I watched them set a fucking flag on fire. And there's like a little building right outside, like to the to the right hand side that they set that shit on fire. Up the block, I heard people breaking glass. I have no clue what the building was because it wasn't even like in an area where there are a lot of storefronts and stuff like that. So it was confusing in my, like in itself that they were destroying it. But I like at that point, is, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> no, because white people and, doing what they doing. They just be. But it wasn't just I, I want to tell you, it's not just white people. It's not. I was there. I saw that shit. It's everybody. The most of the most of the time. And I don't want to make this like a black or white thing, but I just want to let y'all know, like, it isn't just one type of person inciting well, violence. Well, I will, because I will say this. <laughs> if you white and you coming out to just destroy, you are much worse than the black man that's angry that's going around breaking shit up. But I'm not, so, I'm not saying me. that that's not the case, but I'm just saying, like, it can't be a thing where, like, because there were many times where people try to stop. Tuesday was a completely different thing, a different, completely different mood. Like, Sunday, everybody, you could feel, you could feel how fucking tense there was. There were people throwing bottles at the cops and shit like that, and there were other people saying, like, yo, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And those men were like, fuck that. Fuck that. We're going to do this because we're angry. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. And it's, it's just like the feeling behind it was crazy. Like I was on the verge of vomiting the entire time because I was so like there was so much adrenaline rushing through my body. And like you're getting hit with tear gas. You're fucking one of my friends got hit in the fucking face with one of those bullets that explode into like, you know, like an inflammatory type mm-hmm. of like. Like, I don't even know what to call it. It's not quite tear gas, but it's kind of the same. The pepper, the pepper spray bullets. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, we got flash grenades thrown at us. Like, this shit is wild. So with the adrenaline that I felt, and I wasn't there to destroy shit. But please believe if I was standing next to something and there were niggas destroying stuff, I probably would have joined in. And I would, that's not even my fucking intent. But it's just the feeling behind it. However, Tuesday was completely different. It was completely different. It was way peaceful. Like nobody did anything. And like, I think it got a little like, and those were agitators, like at the end of the night, but like the whole time people were trying to shake the gate and everybody was like, nah, 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 nah. Like people were doing like speeches and shit about like how we were trying to be nonviolent. Like there were, 
they were stopping those people from doing it. So it's just honestly like, it's, it's so crazy because they were complete different ends of the spectrum. But at, when I was there on Sunday, I almost stayed. I almost stayed and I probably would have part- partaken in the fucking destruction that was going on. And it's not even for the sake of like, that's what I wanted to do. But it, it's almost like, why the fuck not? Hmm. Like, what, so, what's going to stop? What's going to stop these motherfuckers from doing whatever the fuck they want? What's going to stop Trump from doing what he wants to do? Then you call him the National Guard, you bitch ass nigga. Like, what are you going to do, bro? Like, I'm going to burn I, down shit as much as I can. Then. I hear, I definitely hear all that. And, and like I said, I feel like black folks. And that's my thing is like, imagine if black people like really want a revenge. Like niggas is really just literally fighting for equality and to be treated like human beings. Not even talking about what they owe. The 400 years of what they owe. The whole country is literally built on the backs of slaves. So niggas have a reason to walk around angry and burning shit up and breaking stuff. But what I'm saying is if you're white and you're here just to break shit, you are absolutely adding nothing to the movement. You're just adding more fuel for them to come. And spray you're people, not a target. Fuck people. You're, you're, not, right. you're not. You're not. A, you're not a target. You're, they're not. You're and, not a, and the thing is, is that those, those people that are coming to just do shit like that are not part of the protest. Mm. Exactly. And that's the thing. There, there are people who are agitators and there are protesters. Protesters yes. do turn into people who riot. That's yes. that's part of that's Absolutely. part of the reality. Yeah. That's, However, there are part people of that are there solely to agitate, hey, but I do think that they exactly. are the minority in this case, at least based off of what I saw with my own eyes. Right, but those are the ones so that are look, shown on the news, and mm. that's where the movement gets fucked up at. When exactly. when we turn on Fox News or CNN or even your local stations where you're just... Yeah. When you turn on Fox News, CNN, your local news stations, or whatever you decide to turn, your, your, uh, turn on for your news, that's what you're seeing. And unfortunately, that's what takes away from this whole entire movement. That's why, you know, people, that's why people out here saying, well, I don't believe in a loop. Well, guess what? The majority of it, like you said, is not that. Yes, mm-hmm. it's happening. But the real reason why people are out there, the real reason why black men, women, and children are out there racism. and everything in between are out there is to fight and to combat racism, to, to, for their voices to be heard. Even the fucking racist ass uh, administration came out and said, like, yo, we un- we know what's going on out there. They are leftist group that be in the little dark web that have put themselves together and say, yo, we're going to come out to D.C., we're going to come out to Atlanta or whatever, and we're going to fuck shit up. We know that exists, and they haven't even spoken about it. So that's not even an argument to me. What I'm saying is that that's what's being shown on TV, and that's unfortunate. There's tons and tons of videos out there where black people are going up to folks and say, yo, stop. Because like Dathan said, when the police come over back on this block and we're peacefully protesting, y'all over there trashing and breaking windows, they gonna come fuck hey. us up. But guess what? They don't give a fuck anyway. They're gonna do what they want to do regardless of whether you agitate them or which not. Is, My... Which is, which I totally, I understand That's that wild. point, which is absolutely wild to me, but That's to wild. speak to what Dathan is saying, at least I'm going to voice my opinion and let y'all motherfuckers know, like, yo, this is not okay. And a lot of times, for real, for I seen some of the videos, them niggas just walked away. They was like, all right, man, y'all got it. Like, I seen this rapper, this local rapper ran down on some people that was trying to uh, light a barricade on fire. And dude was like, yo, why are you even here? And he was like, I ain't even going to lie to you, man. I'm just here because my friends came out here and we wanted to, uh, he said something. He didn't say destroy, but he said something else. And the rapper, he went off. I, can't, I wish I could shout him out. He's on, he was on DMV Hoods and News. And he was like, man, y'all not from D.C. Get the fuck out oh, of here. Oh, that, like, that was from, that was from, um, um, like two nights Trump. ago? No, that was, I know exactly what you're talking about. That was from the Trump joint. Okay, but either that way, they broke shit up. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the one that oh, posted. Oh, something like, recent? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, it was like two nights ago that he posted. This, this is the night where he did the big ass, uh, where he did that little picture in front of the church that oh, night. So it was like two, okay. three nights ago. But what I'm saying that is that, on, that was on that was on Monday. Monday yeah. Right. So what I'm saying is that we I understand that people out there 
looting because they have that anger. But then there's a there's a group of people that are doing it just to do it, and those are the ones that's unfortunately being caught on the news. They are, and they're and they're not though, because I've been watching a lot of fucking news, the most that I've probably watched in a very long time. And these people on the news, at least CNN, CNN for sure is doing. So the right looters are the looters are on the are, news. What? They no, they are saying these people who are doing this shit are not the protesters. These people who are doing this destruction and are looting and breaking shit and doing all this destructive shit are not the people who are actually protesters. They are agitators. They are people who are coming well after the protest has like started. So like when I was there on Tuesday, I was there for like, the longest day of my life. I was there for six hours, completely peaceful. We marched from the White House to the fucking Capitol back and forth. We went twice. Nothing happened. Nothing at all happened. We passed the Trump building, the Trump hotel, all that kind of shit. There's a little bit of talking. You proceed with your walk. There was no violence whatsoever, even with police all around us. However, mind you, I left maybe around like 11.15. I get home on the news. They are saying, okay, there's a few people here that just mm-hmm. arrived, weren't here for the rest of the day, mm-hmm. just arrived, and they're starting to shake the gate, and they're starting, starting to agitate shit. These people are not the same people who were part of this peaceful protest all day. These people just got here and are now the ones who are trying to invoke violence because they are the ones who aren't here for the actual cause. They're here for something other than Even them specifically mentioned that does shift focus on what's actually going on, if that's what you subscribe to at the end of the day. I think... It's, it's, like, it, it does not add, it does not help. Regardless of they saying, yo, it's not... It ain't really them that's out here protesting. They just coming to fuck stuff up. When the camera pans them, or when I give shift my attention to even have to mention them, it takes away from the movement. It, it does. I mean, like, if, you're, no, if, you're, no... if you're standing right in front of it and it's it's happening live, you have to. And and it. I think I think the purpose and the point of it is to do just that is to acknowledge everything that's going on as the because I've have been strictly watching CNN and with okay, so that, then, you only, then you only watching one news source so therefore you're not seeing what everybody else is seeing that's why I specifically mentioned but, CNN Fox News your local news whatever you subscribe to because one thing that we do we absorb information from one source or maybe two sources at most we watch CNN and we'll get our news from our Twitter timeline unfortunately there's other stations out there that that broadcast news completely different yeah, I'm not watching Fox News Fox News because I know that they're saying all the wrong shit and there's and nothing I, gonna, that's going to change that. according to you though it, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like it's wrong shit to you, but there's people out there that really believe that they're reporting the right stuff. And either way, that takes away from the movement. That's what I'm talking about. Like there may be people that subscribe to Fox News that are in the middle that may say, you know what, these people may have like a point. That, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe I need to pay attention to what's actually going on. But if they're absorbing what they see on TV because these motherfuckers is out here breaking shit and burning shit just because. That's not helping them decide, like, yo, I want to sh- shift my attention to what's really going on. It just does not help at all. Like, that's the shit that boy, that burns me up. These motherfuckers out here doing shit just to do it. That makes absolutely no <laughs> sense, and that's what we need to shut down. What were you going to say, Caitlin? I don't even remember no more. It's okay. I mean, I'm, I mean, it just needs... I feel like all sides of the story need to be addressed. You know what I mean? Like, of course, yes. I don't want to see violence happen. Like, and I've had conversations now with both of my parents about this, because my dad, as I mentioned before, is a 21-year-old vet, I mean, 21-year vet, um, he has he has his own viewpoints as far as, like, this country is concerned and how things should be handled. He explicitly asked me, he's like, Danny, like, so, like, are you cool with, with this, like, with what's going on with, like, the looting and stuff? And I was like, yeah, Dad, watch that. I, I'm ready to watch all that shit burn to the ground. Like, that shit don't mean nothing to me. And he's like, but that doesn't make any sense. And, like, I understand that there are different perspectives and I understand that people view things differently, 
but my whole fact of like the whole fact for me is like those that they're fucking buildings they're fucking buildings if y'all don't have insurance then maybe it shouldn't have been happening the fucking building to begin with i don't give a fuck about the actual buildings in that city i care about the people that are in these cities fucking minneapolis is fucked up i visited not too long ago and the streets that i was on the like little stores all that shit all got fucked up completely set on fire all that kind of stuff and the community is still banding together like that's great but they're also not they're not mad about it that fucking target fuck that target bro like all that shit like i just don't understand there's two sides of the story right well there's three sides what you what one side the other side and then the truth right the fact of the matter is with news stations specifically we all know in my opinion we fox news is what god donald trump actually elected in my in my opinion because they do share news in a way that is not necessarily the most centric of ideals. And there are, you know, far left, far right, far right, whatever. But like in this case, with the whole, the whole agitators and stuff like that, that still does need to be addressed in my opinion. Like, yes, peaceful protests for fucking 12 hours of a day, 14 hours of a day, that's fucking phenomenal. However, when the shit kind of turns tides and there's people that are coming there that fuck shit up just to fuck shit up, that also needs to be addressed. I don't get my news from just one place. And that's the thing is like, it, if you're seeing it from different places and you're, it, these things are actually being acknowledged now, I've never seen any of these like riots and lootings and those things happen and people and me actually witness on the news them saying, okay, this isn't, this isn't part of the actual protest. I've never witnessed that. So I'm, I'm acknowledging that there's at least been a shift in, in, the, in the kind of like reporting in the, in the shape where at least now they're they're saying like this shit is not what this was intended to be so that's that's my point but it's also like having like been there and seeing that shit and feeling what I, what what everybody was feeling that shit was wild and like i was i almost regretted going because i was just so like overwhelmed i cried the whole way home because i didn't know how to fucking feel and i i reg- and then i felt guilty about not staying for the sake of still being a participant and like if that led me to being destructive all right so look, i'm gonna say this so on tuesday i was out there for an hour and a half hour hour and a half um i went with my girlfriend we walked around everything was closed because this was the this was the second night then i think they had the curfew um walked tuesday around would have been the third night was it third night okay yeah i think so so she, she was saying the entire week, yo, I, w- I want to go protest. I want to go out there. I want to go out there. And I never stopped her. She she actually went out the day after then. What would that be? Yesterday, I believe it was. Or today's Thursday. Yes, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, went out, protested, literally marched around. I think she was out there for like probably three hours. For me, and and I like, yeah, I hear everything that y'all are saying. You know, it sounds good. I, I agree with some of it. I, I don't agree with other parts. Here's my point, my my thing as a as a black person, as a black man. I'm already the target. It's not my responsibility anymore because racism is not we we didn't choose racism as our problem. I was born black. It was bestowed upon me. So when it comes to protesting and 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 I, I i see people protesting or whatever protest in your communities protest where you live because what it's going to take 
in order to eradicate racism is white people having conversations within their white groups and their white communities and telling each other, hey, just like we're telling the police, have conversations amongst other police officers how to treat people. White people have to tell other white people that they are racist, have to educate them on racism and how to treat other people, especially black people, because we are oppressed, period. So for me, I, I do take offense to that because like I said, back in 2015, a police officer was the one who started the looting at CVS, taking all the drugs, redistributed mm -hmm. them through, through the community, which got more people arrested, mm -hmm. got more black people arrested, got more black people killed. And then he only got caught, indicted because his ex-wife saw on, a on some type of camera that was, oh, I think it was a camera that was posted on social media that was him and reported him, which blows the fucking shit out of me. So for me, I'm saying everybody from everywhere come and protest. I'm like, yo, where where were y'all in support of this protest when motherfuckers is outside for Don't Mute DC? Mm. Celebration of black culture. Mm. Mm. That that just that that literally just tells me right there that I don't think you're here for us. I don't. I'm I'm sorry. Look, we we've been through this before. Fre Freddie Gray was what 2015 in my city. Okay. 2020 ain't shit changed, but the year Dude, don't be. I ain't see no white people <laughs> <laughs> like celebrating black culture. Black Lives Matter was around then. Ferguson, all that shit. So it's just like the companies. Companies are now choosing, like you said, when and when to like support people when it's convenient, and then it's like, well, I, I feel like white people are doing the same thing. Of course, I feel like white people are doing the same thing. It's cool now to be, it's just, it's cool. It's cool now. It's cool. But for me, that Freddie Gray happened in 2015, and it feels like it happened yesterday. And I'm sitting here like, damn, that's five years removed, and, and what has changed? Well, the city, maybe, you know, but the, the story remains the same. People come, tear up the, the, the city where a majority of black people live, the police, yes, those protesters get hit, right? But guess what? After those protesters leave, the, the years, the, the daily lives of those people who live in, that, in those areas are retaliated against by the police officers. Now you have walking patrols where you got to deal with shit every day. Now you have uh, new laws where they're like, hey, fuck, they have fucking drones in Baltimore right now flying around because of that shit. And it's wild because I'm like, yo, if y'all really believe in some type of equality, you would tell your fucking friend that racism, is, that's all you have to do. Simple solution. Talk amongst your own people because we aren't racist in the city. You're, you're racist in the community, in the fucking counties, in the communities, in the suburbs, that the black community is not racist. It's a white person problem. And they come here and make it a black person problem. And I'm like, yo, how can we, it's, it's a losing battle. How can we tell white people that they're wrong and they're not willing to listen? We've been telling them that we want to be one people first, and then two, that we want to have equal rights and that we want to just be seen as people for how long? Everybody knows what's right and what's wrong. But for some reason, it's like, 
all right, well, let's work towards it. Racism can be eliminated today. All they got to do is have that conversation. Look, everybody's a person, period. That's how simple into racism is. That's literally how simple it is. Don't discriminate. But but yet we, oh, let's, let's, it's, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And, and because of that, because, and this is all be, because of my experiences and shit. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Like I said, Freddie Gray happened. That was five years ago. Six cops got arrested. Nothing happened. Motherfucker in Charleston shot up the church. I don't even know if he's dead yet. Should be. Like, there's just, there's there's so much shit going on, and I'm not I'm not seeing people talk about seeing shit. I don't see where progress is being made for black people. All I see is the same story over and over again. We have been here before with protests, with looting, with shit like that. We we already know what's gonna happen. We go out and protest. Look, white people were protesting COVID like two or three weeks before this shit happened. Mm-hmm. They had guns and shit. They were out hoop line. There was no looting going on then. Why? Why? Because, well, black people, we, we don't give a fuck about their movement. We knew that was dumb. We, we mind our own fucking business. We aren't racist. Black people can be racist to their own kind because they accept the white ideals, but we aren't literally racist. We, we let them go do whatever the fuck they want, but look, let us try to do something. Let us try to do something. As soon as we try to do something exactly how they did it, peacefully, no guns, no nothing, now you got people coming in wanting to just fuck shit up. Get, because that's, that's the racist, that's the racism behind it. Because those people who are fucking shit up, who aren't a part of the protest, they believe that we are going to become destructive. They believe that we are threats. And that's what blows me. They're like, oh shit, I'm out here because already no shit is going to go left. No, it's not. I'm a black man. I'm not, I'm not, not in control. They, every, literally, literally, we talk about it on the podcast all the time. If you're a black woman, you're seen as not being able to control your sexuality, a hoe, a slut. If you're angry, you're this, you're that. If you're a black man, once again, you're, you can't control your sexuality. You're an animal. You get uh, re- reasons why a lot of black men get arrested for a lot of sexual offenses, even before me too and all that other shit. Literally, that white woman can just say, hey, he, he raped me, and then we're guilty. We're done. That's 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 how we portray. I, I had to tell my motherfucking CEO two days ago, like, look, if I if I act out of character, you're just going to see me as an angry black man. So I'm not going to sit here and talk in front of an audience. We got to talk one-to-one. That's, that's just my take. That's how I see it. I All just I, I want people to I get where you're in their from. community. I see it. And I, I can't have your perspective because I'm not a black man. And I understand that. It's not um, it's not about being a black man. It's and a, your 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 perspective is different from mine. It's that's about all, that's all you I'm protesting in your community. That's, yes. That's but, where racism lies. But DC's not my community. <laughs> like that's it's, you know what I mean? Like if that's the case, then I should just stay my ass here and protest. But the thing is, is like I'm gonna go to our nation's capital where I know people are rushing to go. Because that's that's gonna make the bigger impact, right? And Minneapolis, because that's what started this whole thing. Like obviously this has happened time and time and time before. However, in this in this new <laughs> this this last week and a half, this has been because of George Floyd. It was initiated by George Floyd. They're already putting stuff into place as far as laws are concerned 
and 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 they're pulling you know they're dropping contacts with the 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 police department and shit like that that is what people are protesting for that is why i'm going to continue to go out here and that's the thing is that people fucking they think that once shit is like oh these officers they you know they got arrested they're gonna get charged with this or that and blah 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 um that everything is is cool and fine and dandy no that's not how it is i'm gonna keep going out there every because guess what my ass ain't got a job. Why the fuck would I not be out in D.C. doing what I can? Fuck that. Every day, I'm going to show up when I can. Like, obviously, I'm a little indisposed now because I have kids. But every day that I can, I will show up to make sure that I can do my part in letting people know that I'm not forgetting about the rest of everything else because of one thing that was changed in this whole fucking dynamic. Fuck that. And if that means that it has to escalate, if that means that shit has to keep going if this means that this has to go on for weeks and weeks and weeks and shit has to be destroyed for the the fucking city to take a hit for the president to become more pissed i don't care racism isn't going to be destroyed no racism's not going to be destroyed at all yes it is it can be it through, can. through education and by it's having the conversations amongst not, yourselves not in our that's lifetime not in our it, lifetime well, not in well, my kids lifetime well, well then that's what you have to work towards you i'm doing my part i i'm not saying you're not all i'm saying is i'm yo all I'm saying is, I have is that, that I have shifted not all, only my mom, all, my mom has had some questionable takes on stuff. I'm, I, and she, and she I and I have that. had conversations. All I'm is She's people, had conversations. I'm just saying, like, all I'm saying is, if people wanted to support the movement, you start where you live. You start where I, you I, live. I, 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 That's all I'm saying. What? What? Racism is everywhere. Racism yes. is literally But they're everywhere. not going to pay attention unless you No go one somewhere. gives a fuck about them paying attention. Yes, it starts with people by people. It doesn't matter if you have a camera on you or if you don't. If it's a problem, the problem is not people seeing it. The problem is racism. All right? I don't give a fuck about cameras. I give a fuck about having to go outside and not and worry about wearing a fucking hood. It doesn't matter if the camera's there or not. Racism still exists. Yes. You have to talk to the people. It, it, you can have a million people... Martin Luther King, fucking 19, what, 60 something, had a million people there. And guess what? 2020 was still racist. So you that tells me that it doesn't matter who is marching with you. You still have to talk about it at home. Yes, absolutely. But you still That's have it. to go out. You I'm, still have to leave. I'm, I'm with, I guess. I, I agree. I actually, I, no, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm overexcited. I, I do agree. I, you have to be active. But what I'm saying is, is that people think, that it's it's like for me, and and this is not even for use in general. Like for me, this whole thing seems new to a lot of people. They're like, oh my god, like oh yeah, it's new, it's new. And and my take on it is that like black people, you're born into this and you live with it. It's not chosen. You live with it. Every every single one of us, you live with it. And the the issue is is that white people don't understand that we. The fact that we have to get to this point of protest means that the work has to be done on your part at home. Education. Absolutely. And guess what? The whole system is rigged to be racist against black people. Medical system. We talk about it. Black women don't get uh, correct treatment. Black men are tested on without their knowledge. Fucking the education system. We learn about white Jesus. You're told to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Black history is all of one chapter in all textbooks. You're, we have a fucking holiday for Christopher Columbus. The whole system is racist. So, so it's like when, when you're learning these things, how do, how do you 
actually attack racism? Well, I think it's it's through education, it's through actual practice, because racism is actually learned. It's actually learned. Think about it. As a black kid, you're reading, oh, shit, in 1865 was when they freed the slaves. That's 155 years ago. When they finally said, well, you know what? Not even. You're not a person. Even. Not even a person. Not even a person. I, I think that I think I think the point of I think the point of going out and being amongst a group of people is merely showcasing the ability to unify on one specific level on one specific cause to all come together to have to have a larger conversation looking at it from a macro level of course you have to have those conversations within your community but if everybody is attempting to have these conversations within their community and they feel like they're not making any headway then why not all come together and go to a place and to a point where we know that this is kind of where all those specific things take place where all the decisions are made if we can all come together in a specific place that is um, allowing us again to unify. Why not do that? Of course, Cause, again, because we tried that. But again, it's one of those situations. And you can't and do that every day. And like you said, if if it didn't work, and, but the thing, of course. But here's the thing: is if if you have the opportunity to do it now, the same way there was a specific point in time where back in the 1960s, like you mentioned, they did the exact same thing, but they also had to go out afterwards and continue to do the work. It's definitely an ongoing thing. You're not going to immediately go down and march and protest and things are immediately going to change. But it's definitely going to be that catalyst that is going to push us further. We are not, we are definitely not where we were in the 1960s, but we are not where we need to be. We're not where we should be. So the point is, if this specific thing didn't work in the 1960s and we kept moving forward in our individual communities, yada, 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 all right, things are still not changing. Things are still not moving forward. Okay, now we've all done our independent things, but we still need to go back and remind these people that we can unify, we can come together and we can have a conversation. We can showcase our emotions and our feelings and our actions, whether it is completely radical or not. But there is a point, there comes a point in time where things need to kind of be shaken up. The table mm-hmm. needs to be shaken. And I'm, I'm not opposed to it. Did I have the opportunity to go out? No, but I sat and I watched and I donated. I signed petitions. I paid money. And that was my way of contributing again I wasn't on the front line that wasn't necessarily what I ended up doing but there are plenty of people and there are plenty of ways to do it everybody is not meant to be on the front lines and everybody is not meant to sit out and protest there are some people who go out and protest and then there are other people that while everybody's out protesting they're actually going and talking to the people in their communities so I think that it can be a situation where we're all doing a bunch of different things at one point in time we can all have our hands in different pots and in order to make change, did it work the first time? Maybe not, but we are definitely a step ahead than we of of where we were now. Um, and then, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 60, 70, 80 years from now, we may not necessarily be in the best place that we want to be, but it's definitely going to be better than where we were in 2020. I'm definitely certain of that. And yes, it's not going to, again, change overnight. We can't protest every single day. But taking this specific point in time out has now, again, raised the flag and shown that there is an issue, that there is a problem. And then from there, we can go and continue to, and continue my, to do the work. And, and, that a, lot how, of people, how many, and a lot of people are focused on the same how, thing. How many Black men must die before people realize that they need to educate at home? I mean, they need to educate and, and, and not wait until we all congregate. I, I just, because that, that's my point. Like, every, every time, every, every time, every time, a black person dies. A black person dies. We can we can go a week, a month, or whatever, and and yes, protest. The issue isn't us. I, I agree with all of y'all. 
look, we, we all have to be moving on all cylinders, protest how you want, make moves how you want, do what you want, support the cause. But in order to eradicate racism, racism, it's education. But is, is that is that not what this is trying to spark into no. mind people to do? No, I don't. No, I don't why believe, not? What? No. I don't believe so. Why not? Because, 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 so it's just so we're so it's just no. Because so I look at it. Done, because I look at done. it. I look at yeah, it the same it, way no. that I look at um, election. Right? Yeah, the presidential election it does affect us. Yes, coming to D.C. and coming to places where the lawmakers make that's extremely important. I'm not taking anything away from that. But what Dathan is talking about the everyday racism, Billy and Johnny who are taught to hate niggers, they go on to the police department. He's talking about those people, the people that, that we have to interact with on every single on an everyday basis, protesting and rallying the people that get does not affect that. I look at it like this. When animals die and fucking Mike Vick and all them, the dog animal fighting all that, all these all the white people rally. What is it? Uh, what's the, the what's the ASPCA? What's some people call it? Peter, Peter, all them niggas. Peter. They don't they don't ask the animals like, yo, how y'all feel? They just they just get up and they just move. The same thing should be happening with black people. It should not be a question. White people should be rallying on their own independently and marching to their fucking local cities and their local police departments and teaching these kids this is not right. We There's a community that's out there that's hurting because this continues to happen to them on a day-to-day basis. I don't need to be next to a black person to feel that. I'm a human fucking being. I'm a human being. I can rally the people that are around me to say, you know what? It may be five of us. It may be 10 of us. It may be two of us. But we need to get the conversation going. That's what Dathan is talking about. He's talking about the people that live in these white communities that know shit is wrong. They turn the fucking TV on just like me and you. They know it's wrong. It doesn't matter if it's white people, black people, Spanish people, whatever. People should not be dying at the hands of police. Unarmed people should not be dying in the hands of, uh, the hands of police for doing nothing but living their goddamn life. What he's talking about is something that's much deeper than what? just us getting together on once every year, once every two years and doing a million man march. It's much deeper than that. It's touching your actual community. It's touching the people that are around you that look like you. Those are the minds of the people that you need to change. Because white people rallying for me, that's not changing my mind. I know how the fuck I feel. Is that not what I said, that's... though? No. I definitely, but I definitely. No, said no, you that did. The no, you of, did. The point well, of I, I did. I, you, you I did. Might, I said that you, there's a you, point you in actually going I'm out saying, and having I'm conversations you, with people. You might have no, said, said that, but I didn't. It's more than what we're just doing now. So I'm just reiterating. That that's really where the change happens. It happens on the day to day. Like these people that grew up to be our senators and our representatives and the lawmakers and the police officers and the teachers and the lawyers, all these people that are part of these systems that oppress black people. Those are the people from a young age that need to see like, yo, there are good white people in my community and they're not standing for that. And they're talking about it. and They're on the news. So when I turn on the news on my local NBC or whatever the fuck they watch in uh, Selma, or wherever the fuck they, they watch it and bumfuck whoever, that there's good white people that are rallying because that they know what is going on is wrong. And they don't need to stand next to me for that. They don't need my validation to say, yo, y'all can protest. They can do it independently. <laughs> they do it for everything else. Peak, peak, peak racism is this. So yes, if this was posted on Twitter. So yesterday, three, three individuals, three separate individuals, I don't know if they were together now, but three separate individuals got arrested for protesting, right? A white man, uh, an Asian man, and a black man, right? The black man's bail was $600. The white man's bail was $100. And the Asian man's bail was $200. 100 200 and 500 Two were in Greensboro, and the Asian man was in so, a different city. So what was, to me, I look at that and I'm like, 
what 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 more yeah. do you need but it's that's the that's the thing though that's what i'm trying to relay like it's not our battle i'm but the thing is it's like I get yes it. it's not our battle it's, it's not. absolutely not our battle because but we, the thing is is that they're not gonna do it why not they're not gonna do it so if that means that anything is because as you said like no but no but, but no, no they no, have no, it right no, and my no, thing but, exactly that's the, right what? so so wait, wait, so, I'm not, so, wait, wait, can I, can so, I real quick? Yeah, go ahead. all i'm saying is like yes i realize that it is not my responsibility i i have said it many times now it's not my fucking responsibility because of your white fragility and your fucking privilege that's not my problem however i have taken it upon myself because i don't see things changing unless everybody can be a part of it i don't see it changing because it hasn't and just like you mentioned five years ago in baltimore freddie greg nothing fucking changed nothing changed I don't want to see that anymore. I'm raising two black daughters. I don't want to have them. I don't want to have to sit here and explain to them right. that I'm putting myself in a fucking position to get shot or killed right. because I'm going into DC for whatever reason, because I'm trying to make sure that they're good. Right. Like, I don't want to have to do that yet. Here the fuck I am, even though it's not my fucking job, I would rather put my foot and my hand in every single fucking pot and possibility mm -hmm. that I can to make sure that they have a better life than I have mm -hmm. and have the people of my generation have in generations before. If I have to put myself and exhaust myself to the point where I can't do it anymore, then that's, it's fine for me. Mm -hmm. That's it. And y'all right. don't have to have those same, those same things. But then also like, what are we supposed to do? And that's the question I asked the first part of the episode, because at the end of the day, we we are what four four million something people here or five I don't I don't even know how many black people here or whatever in the United States. But the thing is, is that right now the question is the question that everybody's asking is what what are you supposed to do? You're trapped. You're trapped. You're legit in a trap. So figure out a way out of the trap. We've tried just about everything. The only thing black people lack is organization. Period. 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 The only the only time we've ever gotten ahead is in Montgomery when they boycotted the bus system. And those people were strong enough to decide to walk and to bankrupt damn near the entire city than to ride the fucking public transportation. I always say, in order to defeat, you need resources. That's it. I'm a money guy. You start with the money. We we the plan starts with reinvesting. We we talk about it on a daily day to day, but we don't we don't organize together. We don't band together. Invest in black businesses. Invest in black banks. Don't depend on white people. The white system, the American system, is racist. It's built on. It's made to so that we. It's it has a built dependency on white people. Literally that. That's why we talk about. Uh, some black people look at acceptance as being accepted by white people or approval is, or success as being accepted by white people. We look at success as getting or being treated like we're white. Once you eradicate that whole mindset, then it's like, all right, in order for you to have a sustained ability to not only live on your own, but also prosper, then, I mean, shit. We had one example with Black Wall Street. But maybe that's why we've been so discouraged to do that because we saw what happened to them. You know, at the end of the day, you can build a successful city as a black person, but you know that the threat is always there that 
white people will come through and fuck your shit up. So now we're all sitting here. We're trying to figure out the solution. And it's like, it all comes back to, okay, we're trapped. How do we get out the trap? We're, we're, we're trying. Every, everybody's trying to develop a plan, but we're trapped. We, so, have to use the, we have to use the white people as resources. That's honestly what it comes down to. As fucked up as it sounds, these people who are trying to be our allies, we have to utilize them. We have to use them as resources because in my opinion, and this is just how I feel, there is no way that we can move forward unless we help, have their help because they are the majority. They are the ones who are teaching our kids. They are the ones who are, who are putting these laws into place. They are the ones who are running our fucking, our fucking law enforcement, all of that type of stuff. We will never actually be able to push ourselves into a position where we are treated the way that we fucking deserve to be treated unless we use them the fuck up like they have for, for us for hundreds of fucking years. The only, difference, the only difference between that and them is that we are the oppressed and they are the privileged. So we will never be able to use them like they use us. That is the that literally is yes. racism. That is the difference. I understand so, that, but so, that's the thing that we have to get over. No, no we not, get over racism. No, not in what, the not in what, the sense of what? get over. I we, never tried that. Can I finish? That's we, not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we have to think above the fact that yes, they will always use us. That is what we are here for them for. That is how they have always used us. That is literally we can do nothing about that unless we fucking try to use them back. That's it. No. Because Black Wall Street's not going to fucking happen. You want to know why? Just what you said. Because Black people won't actually get their shit together and organize the way that we need to in order to get this shit to happen. The way that I look at it is we're never going to get that unless we use the fucking white money and the shit that's being given to us now, at this point, to be able to try to figure shit out. No, I don't believe that. I believe, I believe that Black people can be self-sufficient. I believe in us. I believe I believe that we can develop a plan. I, be, I believe that we can rebuild black communities and black cities. They'll never let us rebuild it. It's, it, it's, not, a, it, it's not even a matter of let. We have black communities and black, and we have black communities. And the what only, did they do? They destroyed all of them. The only thing is that we want to include yeah. everyone else. Yeah. We want to reach out and say, I need your money. I, when, when we're developing a small business, hey, I need 99% a bank loan. So you're going to go to yeah, you're gonna go to fucking Bank of America. Nah, these black they get like black things. Like, we have we have whole black counties here yes, that, there's black things. that exist on their own. I think one thing that Dathan and I, and I think you were starting to speak to it, but at the end of the day, we're the we spend the most money in the country. If we were actually to organize and say, yo, you know what, man? On Monday, y'all go to the grocery store, y'all buy up all the shit y'all need because we're not about to grocery shop at Giant for the rest of the week or for the rest of the month. We're not buying shit from Amazon in the month of September. We're not buying shit from God knows who else. From the, like, if we show them the actual value that we have to society, there will be actual change. We just have to rally. We have to organize. And I don't know what it will take, and I'm hoping we can see it one day, but that's what they did in the 60s, like Nathan was talking about. Them niggas decided, you know what, man, I'm about to walk five miles to work. We comfortable. We got Jordans and shit. So we don't want to walk, walk five miles to work. We cool. We want to take pictures on Instagram. So we don't want to walk the five miles to work that it takes to boycott your local bus system because they're not letting black people ride in the front. Y'all can only go in the back. If the police departments are, are fucking with us and they're backed by Lowe's, guess what, man? We don't need to shop at Lowe's. If the, if the sheriff that was elected was, was, uh, had the highest campaign donors from Walmart, we're not shopping at fucking Walmart. Like, we need to move like that in pockets one at a time until all this shit is broken down. 
but we have to rally. We have to organize. I understand what you're saying, um, Danica, because, you know, like you said, the white folks and the lawmakers, but guess what? That's on us. We need to organize and say, you know, we're going to put our money all behind um, a black um, representative that represents us for this election. And then two years from now, we're going to put our money behind this other one. And so everything looks like the way that we want it to look like. Your community should be representative of the people that's there. And we cannot do that unless, Dathan, like Dathan said, we have to organize, we have to rally. And we spend $500 trillion a year and we decide that we're not doing that no more. We're going to stop spending all of it. We're going to hear some shit change, but we just have to do it. We have to organize. I don't know. I feel like back, you know, back in the 60s, there was, you know, specific black leaders that that would make that call. Like, yep, we're not doing it this month. I don't know who those are necessarily. You know what I mean? Like we laugh at some of like the Pan-Africans and even some of the like the uh, the folks that do like a lot of the activism on Twitter. Like some of them even get laughed at, laughed at like, oh, they're just Twitter niggas. But some of these people have voices and we just need to decide who are those people for our community. And we need to, they need to all get together and we need to all get to get to get, to get together and really come up with that plan. Because you're not going to tell me the people that spend the most money in the world, I mean, in the country, have no voice. I don't believe that. And I don't need a white voice to represent me either. We're the voices. We're the ones that spend the money. We should be dictating what the fuck going on around here. But we're just not organized. We're comfortable. We're okay. We're okay with it. And that's, that has to stop. It's a t- it's a terrible thing when, when we want something done, like we mean black people, right? And what has always happened is that our causes get pushed aside for other causes because they are taken over by the people we look to for funding. Essentially that. Barack Obama couldn't even... It's institute what hit his full campaign because he was literally puppeteered by the United States government so that they can take advantage of international relations. I mean, it, it's it's the system is fucked up, guys. The system is the, literally designed to uplift white people and, and oppress black people. My, my point is in black communities a lot of black communities resources are finite they're finite and with with intention yes and that's my point my point is that these these communities have been desecrated because they need the they will need the help right i'm not saying that every person needs to take help from every white bank every white person what i'm saying is that allyship does lie in white people in certain cases it does. If there are there are genuine allyships that actually need to be taken advantage of. And it's in my opinion, it's just not going to happen if we do not do that. That as much as I would like to say as black people and black communities that we could be self-sufficient in this current it has been it has been so many years and the thing is that we 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 tried that. Right? You know, 6 7 decades ago. We tried that. We tried what? To to build we had Black Wall Street. Right that kind of stuff and they they destroyed it and then they put they put laws in zoning all that kind of shit to keep us where we are right the only way that we're going to get out of that is if we find people who don't look like us to change shit within the actual fucking like laws and stuff and we've been doing that and we we haven't been doing a great job well how did the civil rights bill get put in place Mm. bruh look where we still are that's the point Hey, hey my point that's that, but point. that's also my point. <laughs> that's literally is, but now there's there's different types of resources. 
There are, in my opinion, I don't know, because I did live fucking 60 years ago. The allies and the people who, are, who don't look like us are in bigger numbers than they were in the 60s. We have, as Caitlin said, we've come some of the way. Yeah, it's not great, the progress that we've made. You would think in, in 60 plus years, just in civil right, the civil rights movement happened, that we would be in a better fucking place than this. Unfortunately, where the fuck we're not. However, we are in a better position to utilize the resources that we now have. And it's just a matter, as you said, to find that organization and put them into place. I just think that there are, you use up what you got. And I agree. I agree. I, I agree. I, there's no, I'm not going to say no that. to this 500K that it. came from, you know what I mean? Like, no, I feel it. This was not being given to whether or not it's guilt money I, or not. For me, I, I think it's, it's larger than that. Your donations is fine, but are you having the conversations in the community? Are you rallying in your community to make a difference there that will in turn, like that will eventually lead to a much larger impact? And I get it. Yeah, I take all the money in the world. I may take all Some the money in the world. That's like fine. But at the end of the day, at the ground level, the conversation needs to be had in your community, and it does not need to be with the direction of a black person. Y'all know what's right and what's wrong. You see it every fucking day. So yes. make sure, and that to me, that's what an uh, ally just, is. An ally is somebody that has my back when I'm around and not. An ally is somebody that my best interests are their best interests. And what I'm saying is that, fine, great, y'all are protesting. Listen, man, I love, I love to see people of all shades, creeds, sexual orientations standing next to each other in solidarity for one issue. But when we leave there, when y'all go back to Illinois and when y'all go back to Florida and Georgia and all these places, are you keeping that same energy? Are you going to maintain this same movement when you get there? And I, that's what I'm just longing to see. And I think that's when we will see that true change. You have to have the conversations in your local, at the local level, with the people that look like you, that don't believe this is a real thing, that don't believe black people are dying at the hands of the police, that don't believe that racism exists. You need to have the fucking conversations. That's how you can be an ally to me. Now, internally, black folks, we got to organize. We got to rally together. Because once again, it's all about money. Money changes everything. If, they, if, if, if there was a Hasidic Jew that got killed by police, fucking New Brooklyn would flip. If, if, a, if in, in, in San Francisco, if a, a Chinese young man was to go get killed by the police, the Chinese community would fucking flip. Because they rally, they organize, they put their monies together, and they make shit happen. That's, it is what it is. There's no, I don't even think there's any gray area between that. We've seen it happen. It needs to happen within our community as well. And I'm glad to see that we're starting to shake shit up, but now it's even bigger. We need to pull our money together and we need to pull our money out. And that's when we'll start to see that actual change. And it's a shame we got to vote between the lesser of two evils because Joe Biden races too. But I was trying, to, talk, I was trying to cancel B. Simone, man. Y'all niggas have switched, switched the whole conversation up and taken left. No, nah, we good. No, nah, I mean, good. This conversation's necessary. I I'm just saying, I mean, man, honestly, I was, like... I thought we was going to get to the ally joint. I'm not effect, saying that you didn't I, say it wasn't. I enjoy it. I don't want to... I enjoy it. I don't want to talk about celebrities. Honestly. It's, allyship is, is... It's important, man. I mean, like, I agree. No, nah, I mean, we, we go back and forth for a day, but like I was saying, like, as black people, we have to keep in mind that Absolutely. we're all fighting towards the same cause. And you have to, you, you just have to move. I don't care what you're doing. You just have to move. Like I said, like, next Wednesday, you know, I was just texting Renee yesterday, like, yo, can you help me prepare? Like, I got a, I got a whole meeting where I'm going to be representing all of the black community at my company for 30 minutes with the head white person in charge. So I got 30 minutes 
to convince them to provide resources. We don't want to talk. There's nothing to talk about. Provide resources. Uh, help us. I don't know how you help, but help us. Tell your people that we are people. Mm -hmm. Help us. I, I just, I, 30 minutes. So. I feel like that's kind of all I've just kind of been saying. <laughs> but I, I'm proud of you. Like, that's going to be a hell of a hard thing to do. Like, just on a very simple level because it's you're going to be putting yourself in a very vulnerable state so kudos to you for that because not everybody is willing to or brave enough to do that um, man i've been seeing all these companies donate money to like the naacp and all these different movements but i one thing i always think about is what do y'all boardrooms look like like what is the 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 c-suite level look like what is the 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 board members look like you know what I mean? Y'all giving all this money, but are y'all actually making changes within your organization to bring people of color to the to the table that helps make these larger decisions that help no. drive to where y'all recruit at? You know what I mean? Even Dathan, just what we were talking about, like even you know there, it doesn't look like us. You know what I mean? Like y'all don't go to HBCUs and recruit talent. Y'all go to these specific white schools. Like it even starts there. Like just where y'all go to find talent at. If y'all continue to bring in white people and they're the ones that only get promoted, this will never change. You're always going to have these organizations that say that they're about inclus uh, inclusion and all that, but they're not. They're not. When I look at the CEO and the CFO and I look at, you know, the, the, the head of talent, every company that I've ever worked for, the diversity and inclusion lead is white, is a white woman. Every single one. I don't know any diversity and inclusion lead at any organization that is not a white woman. I've, I'm yet to see it. How the fuck can they speak for every demographic? They can't. So even, let's start there. Y'all giving $100,000 to the Ronald McDonald Foundation? Cool. But are y'all bringing in black talent to y'all companies? Are y'all recruiting black talent? Are y'all promoting with black folks from within? Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying earlier. Um, the simple fact that th as much as they put out these comments about we're with whoever we can't stand for this and blah 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 and they black out their screens and whatever the case may be right. after that before that when have you ever had a black voice a black face a black experience sitting at the tables with you to be able to help you to make decisions to figure out what works, what doesn't work. I saw um, a post not too long ago. There's a guy by the name of Patrick Cloud. His name is Patrick, like, I forget his actual last name, but he works with um, mm. All Deaf Digital, um, which is a YouTube-based kind of content mm -hmm. place or whatever on YouTube. And um, again, majority Black, but um, Patrick is maybe 29, 30, black dude creates the most amazing content for the the platform and somebody they were talking about tiktok and how tiktok of course apologized for Boo. the hashtags not being um being removed the george floyds and the uh, black lives matter all of those specific things being um being removed but they also which to me is like the worst thing you could possibly say it just to me it just negates the whole um, the whole quote unquote apology, but they also were like, um, it was an accident. It wasn't anything intentional. It happened just yeah. as much as 
hashtag cat and hashtag hello get removed because it's utilized so much. What do you? So y'all remove trends? Okay, what? fine. That doesn't make no sense. Exactly. Like it doesn't. It does. It makes zero. It sense. It was a but lie. My point of right. My point of bringing it up is um, somebody mentioned they need to get Patrick Cloud in the room. He needs to be the one responsible for Black voices or for at least representing the Black face, Black space um, within that specific. Um, that specific platform, which I believe is necessary. And again, I say all that to say that it's important to have us to represent what, you know, what needs to be represented. If you can't, I have, there's no way that I could potentially work for GQ and I'm, I'm working in a specific part of that specific company and speak about a man's situation issues whatever the case may be as a woman i have there's there's no way that i can speak to it because i have no frame of reference so there's no point in putting somebody who is white in a space and say well you're young you're hip you know what's going on you're on twitter you know about black twitter and yada 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 so we'll just throw you in there and have you represent the black voice the black face and whatever the case may be in that again that specific platform um it's important like i think everybody pretty much at some point was saying that it's important to have black people in those spaces to represent effectively because it doesn't make sense otherwise one hundo two two virgils two virgils listen thank you (laughs) i raise you a (laughs) fed bless his heart bless his whole heart well i have a headache no it's just it's it's tough man like just i guess just to wrap it up i mean Oh, you just gotta stay safe, whatever that that means. Like that that's that's just what I'm telling everybody right now. Like lock in, focus on your goals, get there by any means, and stay safe. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that's the that's the only way to do it. Do um, what you can, how you can. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this is this entire episode is a PMV. <laughs> Pretty much, I, I do have I do have one slight PMB uh-huh. that it happened earlier in the week. But um, this girl that I know, uh, I will not say her name because I don't know her that well. Honestly, yes, she is a white woman, so that'll that'll give you the the problem right there. Um, she posted something on her. She's okay. So like, I'm not gonna say that she was malintended. I'm not gonna say that she is racist i'm not gonna say any of that because i i don't actually think that however i do think she's a dumb white bitch so (laughs) she posted a picture of george floyd and then she decided to post a picture of herself after she had done a run for eight miles 8.46 miles and then like posted her workout thing and i just was like eh, this is a little weird um and i commented under it and i was like yo like i know that you didn't like mean for this to be gross but like it's kind of it's kind of gross. And I was proceeded to be told um, by her sister-in-law. So she's married to a black man who is, um, he is a first responder. He's a firefighter. Um, and like, you know, they use that, white women use that as like justification. Yeah, like I have a black friend. So I like, once it got a little heated on the Facebook post, this is why you got to stay on Facebook during these times, guys. Um, I had kind of, she, I had messaged her, messaged her like individually. And I just want to let her know. I was like, yo, I just want you to know, like, I didn't mean it like in a terrible, like, I'm not trying to attack you. I'm not trying. I just wanted to let you know from my perspective as a black woman, seeing this is kind of triggering. It's a little weird. And I just want to let you know, like, it, 
you know, that it could make, just like saying like, yo, it could probably make other people feel that way too. And then she came back at me with like the whole, like, I have a black husband. I have three black brothers, which I assume are like his brothers or whatever. And like, just like this whole thing. And I was like, sis, like, I'm not trying to attack you for what you've done. I'm not saying that you haven't donated. I'm not saying that, but like stuff like this, you just need to chill and you need to address it. This, in this point, like what you feel does not matter. You don't fucking matter right now. How you feel is not important. How I feel is important. How your husband feels is important. How his family feels is important. How you feel about all that is, is, is null and void. And then she had the audacity to come back and say, I love this black man, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, sis, you fucking got it. Just let you know, you know, um, no bad blood, uh, be blessed, sis. But like, you need to check yourself and you need to get your shit together. So my PNB goes out to her as much as you want to see her and post about the great shit that you want to do and all this kind of intentionality behind it. If you can't actually give black voices a voice when it matters then you don't mean shit. And I feel bad for your husband Thanks. if he has to deal with the bullshit that you gave to me, whether you love him or not. And clearly that nigga needs to get his life together too. <laughs> so that's all for me. Damn, I got, I got one. That, that, that was a good one. I guess to piggyback off that, uh, you, you, had, you had posted something in Danica on IG like, oh, Lord. If, if you take black dick, Oh yeah. Mean... <laughs> and this, <laughs> was, this yep, goes hand in hand. If you take black dick, sis, that does not mean that all of a sudden that you are a fucking freedom fighter. Right, right. Um, <laughs> white women fetish over black men all the time. But um, I, my PMB is, is for a tweet that I saw on Twitter and I ended up posting it on my IG. Um, I, I was going to go live in spaz, but I decided to save all that energy for the podcast. But um, this young lady decided to post a story oh lord or not a story but it, she posted a tweet and did I still have the tweet I don't think I still have it but basically this black man had tweeted y'all say never forget for 9-11 but for slavery y'all kind of just like oh I know, know what you're talking about glance over it yeah. right and this woman replied, <laughs> what are you talking about? More people, there were more people that died in 9-11 than ever in slavery. Ever happened in slavery. Ignorance. Yo, it's not, it's like beyond ignorance, bro. It's like, like wow. But I it's also like, feel wow. like the minimal facts that we do get as like people yeah, during yeah, education, we're still yeah. told. <laughs> Yo, way I mean, more than that it may not even be accurate but it definitely ain't less than three thousand people that bro, they say died nigga, we got what four or five million niggas dead you know maybe more like people are actually really walking around believing yeah. that man like that's my <laughs> <moment. laughs> so that, i just wanted to say before we get up out of here i wanted to say rest in peace to um a, a gentleman by the name of dave mccady uh he was known as the barbecue man he's from louisville kentucky on yaya's barbecue he was fairly mm-hmm. shot by Louisville Police Department. Uh, they were responding to, I believe, his barbecue shot. Uh, barbecue restaurant was next to a gas station or some something like that. They're supposedly responding to shots being fired. They said that, oh, uh, they were shooting at the police. The police ended up shooting him. The Louisville um, fire, uh, chief of police was fired by Louisville mayor, who I believe is a black woman. I believe. Um, 
So I definitely just want to say rest in peace to him. As I was reading articles about him, they said that he was known for feeding the homeless. He would, he was his, you know, his food was a stable in the community. He catered um, PTA meetings. And uh, I saw he catered recently a, um, a high school reunion. But more importantly, I mean, he was an innocent, an innocent man that was just living his life in his city. He was out there probably feeding protesters, um, doing, you know, doing the good work. And he was fatally shot for no absolute reason by the police. And I believe the National Guard were out there as well. I think they're trying to determine who uh, actually shot him. But they do know that the police officers were instructed to turn off their body cameras. And that was the justification for the police chief to be fired. So I definitely wanted to say rest in peace to him. Um, I mean, there's a slew of names that we saw over the last couple of days that uh, folks being, you know, brutalized and even folks that died by the hands of police, which is absolutely unfortunate. We had the two um, students. Um, I, I can't forget. can't remember the names right now, but one was a young man that went that was to Morehouse. The other is a young lady that goes to Spelman. Um, they were assaulted viciously by the police. Their car was bashed in. Their, sli- their tires were sliced. They were arrested. They were tased. Um, the mayor, uh, uh, Lakeisha, uh, what's her name, Lakeisha Gums, no, Lakeisha Bottoms, I'm sorry. She uh, she ended up firing all six Keisha. police officers and all of them are being charged. So I'm definitely glad to see that. But I definitely didn't want to uh, go without saying, um, to going without talking about that incident. Additionally, I don't really have a PMB, but I definitely did want to say that I'm just glad that these motherfuckers are exposing themselves. Virgil Abloh, first of all, I don't really trust black men that marry white women, except one. Shout out to my nigga Marcus, friend of the show. Love you. Um, you know what I'm saying? He he went on uh he went on Sean's uh, Sean he's the owner of Round Two, which is a fucking uh, basically a high end thrift store. Um, they they have a location in Richmond, they have a location in Los Angeles. Um, their store was obviously looted. I mean, when you think about it, they're a high end store in a fucking gentrified neighborhood trying to sell college kids overpriced thrift store shirts. Store got looted. Sean actually went out and on his own page said, "Look, man, what's more important? What's more important is these lives that are being taken off the street." And I'm going to do what I can to contribute. On the other end of the spectrum, you got Virgil Diablo commenting in his page, talking about, yo, y'all taking away from streetwear and streetwear is dead because of y'all. Virgil, fuck you. Fuck you. He posted a picture of his family. He, yo, I saw somebody comment on this. Like, How do you manage to look like the butler in your own family picture? It was him, his wife, his white wife, his wife, family members. Um, and he looked just the eyeball. They said he's actually off white. What blows me about that whole situation is not only did he double down on his comments, but then he he wanted to do some dickhead move and he decided that he wanted to donate money. And once again, you're not obligated to donate a motherfucking dollar. But as a black man, you should be obligated to at least speak out about what's going on. But obviously, he doesn't feel that way. He decided that he wanted to go on, on Instagram and screenshot a $50 donation to I forget which organization because he was called out for it. He decided that $50 was the amount that he wanted to contribute. And he decided to screenshot that shit and put it on his Instagram stories, which obviously he got dragged to pieces for. I'm not knocking him for donating money. Cool. $50 it is what it is. But I'm knocking you for being a dickhead by posting it. You decided that you wanted to donate the most minimal amount of dollars that you could, talking about match me. Virgil goes out and sells socks for $400. This nigga takes Air Force Ones and puts a fucking caption, a quote in all caps, and a fucking bread tie on it and resells it for $1,600. You're an asshole for that. You're an asshole for that to turn around and then look at the black community who seems to support you, not sure why, but to donate $50. So Virgil is always going to be a fuck you. I don't own any of this shit. I got the money to buy it because I'm not buying $600 socks. What, what I look like. What I look like supporting a nigga like him. They posted a picture of his, uh, his, little, his little creative team. 
And guess what? All fucking white. All white. Mm-hmm. All white. So you're a black man in this white space. Mm-hmm. And instead of pulling people up with you, you decide to bring up other people that don't look nothing like you. So he's in a Kanye, he comes from Kanye's camp. So they, I mean, they're one and the same to me. Uh, but th- that is all I needed to say on that. Um, outside of that, man, definitely rest in peace. Uh, all the people that are protesting, please be safe. Um, I also want to tack on beyond like the people that have been noticing the media like being killed. There are lots of trans people being killed right now too, black trans people. So uh, Ayana Dior, yes, yeah, she got her. Um, she got fucking mobbed by a, like twenty guys, and then also guy. there was a, a trans man who was actually murdered. Uh, I think yeah. yesterday. Well, rest the rest in peace before, of them gone, so. but not forgotten. Those continue to fight yeah. good fight for all people of all creeds, nationality, genders, orientation, etc. Um, you know, what we're seeing out here, this is the largest civil rights movement we've probably had all at one time. I mean, it's definitely beautiful to see so many cities rallying together and really, you know, trying to trying to spread the message. But like, you know, we've all said here, it does not stop when everybody when we're off of quarantine. Because truthfully, we've been inside for the last three months. So niggas got time. Niggas got time to go downtown and, and rally in, at one o'clock in the day because everybody out of work. But once the ship opens back up and we're all back to work, living our little happy, jolly lives, let's remember the anger that we had at this moment. And let's remember that shit don't stop. Progress needs to be made. Every single day conversation needs to be spread. One of my good friends that I met working at my last organization, young white man, man, shout out to him. And he listened to the podcast. So he don't know what I'm talking about. He texted me. And they say, yo, bro, I love you, man. I just wanted to say that. And I, and I wanted to ask you what I can do to better support you and how can I be an ally? And that's when I, I, sh- I sent the joint to Dave and I, and I told him, I said, man, to be honest with you, just supporting, continue to have the conversation with your friends that I can't reach, with the family members that I don't know that I can't reach. Have the conversation with them. Make them uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable about, about, about this, it's because you know it's wrong. We're all human beings. We know what's right and wrong. We know what pain looks like. We know what pain feels like. To be an ally for me is to have the conversation with them. It may not take one conversation. It may not take two, but continue to put this shit in their fucking face. Show it to them. Let them see it. Show them the videos. That's what you could best do for me, man. And I, and I told him that. And I told him, you know, next time when we get off this quarantine shit, you know, let's definitely get together. And we can sit face to face and we can have the conversation. I appreciate that. I appreciate him just checking in on me. I got to tell you all the time, I don't really got white friends. He's like my only white friend. But I appreciate that he took time out his day to reach out to me, ask me how he could better support. And for me, that's what it is. Having a conversation with the people that don't look like me, that you're around. Make them uncomfortable. Shake that motherfucking table that I'm not sitting there with that casserole sitting on there. All right, but with that being said, man, let's get it. I had a PMB. <laughs> it was very fast. I just want to let people know that um, Jesus was also a thug, so don't act like... He sat back and said, peace, 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 peace. He also shook tables and flipped them over and stuff like that. Yeah, so I've seen a, I've seen a lot of that. I've seen a lot of people trying to use Christianity for a reason that's to be civil. And fuck that. The, the God that y'all pray to, this nigga went into a temple because the Jews was in there selling shit on a day that they shouldn't be and flipped, them all, flipped all the tables and kicked them out. They was talking about, oh, the Bible, the Bible is, is peaceful. No, it's not. God told the Israelites to walk around the walls of Jericho because I'm going to burn that motherfucker down. And that's what they did. So don't start talking, quoting about the Bible and, and we need to be Christian. Fuck that. Let all this shit burn. Look, good thing that I'm a heathen and I'm going straight to hell if it exists anyway. So I ain't worried about it. <laughs> let, let, let me go ahead. And, motherfuckers want to quote the Bible. Don't even be quoting the shit right. 
I hate that, bro. Right. With and and with that being said, oh no! One last thing. One last thing. Kayla, we didn't even get to talk about this, man. Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond. What? I don't care about that. Kayla, we didn't get to talk about this. It was amazing. Fred Hammond, man. Listen, shout out to them, gentlemen, man. Shout out to them, gentlemen. Bless up for sure. It was amazing. I yeah. We'll have to talk about it like another like in full another yeah. time just because it's been a minute. Um, but I love it. You already know we had conversations about it. But with that being Jesus said, is all vibe of the day. <laughs> all right, vibe of the day. Y'all that niggas is wild. What's up with it? Vibe of the day. I switched it up. I switched it up. Mid what you call it? Just because. Um. Yeah. So, um, I've decided to no. I've decided to choose a song by Solange. Oh, you changed it? (laughs) Yeah, I did. I decided to choose Solange, and the song that I have chosen Mm. is called "Mad." Yep. Um, and I believe that it speaks to everything so um oddly enough it has Lil Wayne featured on it which we did not talk about which we won't talk about that okay stop so Solange (laughs) featuring Lil Wayne have a great one y'all be safe bye Lil Wayne I'm crying Lil Wayne where where did he come, come from I just said still owe me bucks So I got the right to get bucked But I tried not to let it build up I'm too high and too better too much So I let it go, let it go, let it go I ran into this girl She said, why you always blame it? Why you can't just face it? Why you always gotta be so
be mad about Got a lot to be a man about Got a lot to pop a stand about I used to rock hammer downs And now I rock standing crowds But it's hard when you only got fans around And no fam around And if they all then their hands is out And they pointing fingers When I wear this fucking burden on my back Like a motherfucking cap and gown Then I walk up in the bank pan Stack it down And I laugh at frowns What they mad about Cause it come this motherfucker With this mass account That didn't wear a cap and gown Are you mad cause the judge Ain't giving more time And when I took the suicide I didn't die I remember how mad I was on that day Man you gotta let it go Before I get up in the way Let it go, let it go to this girl She said why you always say Why you can't just face it Why you always try to be so mad I got a lot to be mad about Shit is draining. 